Wanted, someone to go back in time and cover games news with us. This is not a joke. You'll get paid an exposure after we get back. We've only done this thrice before. Journalism not guaranteed. What am I going to do for the fourth episode? Bryce. Bryce? Is that even it? I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> we we right, can look well, it up. We're going to have to. Welcome to Journalism Not Guaranteed, the only gaming news podcast that covers future, past, present, future not included. We really got to think of something better. Uh, I'm not good at thinking, man. You, oh no, you didn't come up with that. You're name. the funny one here. You came up with the idea. I did. I'm, I'm an podcast. ideas guy, for sure. <laughs> well, you edit it too. Yeah. That's I, nice. You know. Uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Um. All right, well, I'll just get started with uh, with some of my news. Damn, is the audience just acquainted with us now? Is that? Yeah, this could uh, be someone's very first episode, and you're just gonna like not let them know who we are. All right, Tech, Tabby, and Null. You guys can guess which one of us is which. Right, yeah, null. You, you can find out through context clues uh, through the remainder of this episode. It'll be like a little game. Like saw. Speaking of games, oh, no. good, good segue. <laughs> uh, Terraria has become the highest rated game on Steam. I'm happy. Uh, Terraria, indie game, released in uh, 2011 or so. It's pretty much gotten uh, content updates nonstop. I made a video about it a long time ago. Uh, it is sold 35 million copies, and it surpassed Portal 2. As the highest rated game, it's a, at an 8.81, 98% positive vote, but it has a significantly higher amount of people who have rated the game than Portal 2. Uh, I didn't even know about this, th- this like, ranking thing. I mean, obviously something like this would exist, but I honestly never really paid attention to this before. But it's like, it's like Terraria, and that's Portal 2, then it's The Witcher 3, Hades, wow. Hades is like, uh, oh, Factorio is also pretty high up there. Um, like, I I wouldn't be surprised if like Terraria is like like an indie game, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. Would you call Would you call it the best indie game? Would you Would you be willing to do that? I mean, according to this list, it is right. Yeah, I mean, objectively, it's the highest rated. Yeah, it's the best Steam game ever made. I'm gonna kill you. It's what it says. It's what it says. Yeah, we we deal in facts here at Journalism Not Guaranteed. Look, exactly. fa- facts don't care about my feelings, apparently. <laughs> True. Uh, no, that's uh, really cool. I think Terraria deserves it. It's it's a very good game, and like they've put a lot of like effort into that game and keeping that game alive over the years. So yeah, good good for them. They can put it on their box art for Terraria too that they were the highest rated game on Steam. <laughs> I didn't know how like how huge of a cash cow Terraria was in general. I think it's like. Uh, I remember finding out a little while ago it's well, it's one of the I think it's like one of the highest grossing games of all time like top 10. Well, it's which Minecraft. Is insane to me. Yeah, 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 shut up. Like I mean I mean that's like that's why it got I got it got big sales. It was a Minecraft game that came out during the Minecraft boom. Yeah, but it was like a game unlike Minecraft. It uh, was at the time. <laughs> there there is like something to be said about like having like a really good game that can run on literally anything. Sure. Ter- yep. Terraria's that, got uh, that, you know. I mean Minecraft also had that, but you know, 
you usually games that can run on anything aren't very good, like League of Legends. Ah, if it's so bad, then why do you two play it so much? I don't play it anymore. I'm six months clean, thank you kindly. I've been playing a lot of mid lane Viego. Why not? It's pretty fun. Play the he, has, he has a really big sword, dude. Why don't you go <laughs> play some bitches? Very cool. Now that we're done lambasting me about League of Legends, I'm going to talk about the PlayStation 2. I'm going to lambast uh, you about about League of Legends all the time. Yeah, PlayStation 2? So, oh, shit. Yeah, no. Uh, this is actually recent news about the PlayStation 2. Um, so, thehiddenpalace.org. Uh, who is a community dedicated to the preservation of retro video game development history. Um, basically, they do a lot of like pro- prototype stuff, like behind-the-scenes type stuff, and they, they collect it and release it. And they uh, they revealed something called Project Deluge, which was a giant fucking dump of over 700 PS2 prototypes. And they, they're all archived, and it's it's just a lot of stuff to look through that I haven't looked through but I will be looking through eventually because it's there's a lot of stuff in here that people haven't seen and haven't messed around with. And it's just like seeing like what a game could have been based on its like development history is like a really cool thing to be able to look at. So these, these, uh, these archival endeavors are like really cool and I'm very happy that this came out. So for, yeah. fortunately for you, once you eventually run out of PS2 games to review, mm. then you can start reviewing these these prototypes. Yeah, yeah you know, true. in 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 ninety years, ninety. It's definitely more than ninety years at the pace I'm going. But you know, <laughs> no, we it, I, uh, didn't we look it up one day. It was like if you review a game a week. It's like 60 years. That's the, the key word there is a week. Yes, yeah, so you add like 30 years onto there. I think you're golden. Because you'll get you'll get to a point where you start churning these out. You know, the once keyword the Patreon is hits like 10K well. a month. You know? Yeah. No. Uh, but no, this is super cool. Uh, this is really cool. I like archiving stuff. I like people who archive stuff. Tabby, you archive stuff, don't you? I do. I'm a data hoarder. Um, oh my God. I'm <laughs> fucking creaming over this segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... On the realm of archiving things, um, this was... Oh, did I even... We, we talked about Eva last week. Um, yeah. We did, but we didn't bring up... I, I, I believe the words we said were, uh, it'll take a while to see if there's any sort of ramifications to Sony being bought by Evo. And the ramifications <laughs> were literally 24 hours later. Um, so what happened was, um, is SRK or uh, SureYukin.com. Uh, now just redirects to a page saying, we don't know what we're going to do with this. Go look at Evo GG for information on Evo because sureyoucan.com used to be the place you would go to look at Evo stuff. And there's a big issue with that is they had a bunch because SRK used to just be a website with articles and posts and they had a form that you could access onto it. And all those interviews are gone as far as people are aware. We don't know how much is actually backed up. So it we we could have a couple of the big articles saved or maybe some newer ones, but there might be stuff that is just lost to the ether if it actually goes fully away. Um, it really sucks that they didn't say, hey, we're going to do this, but you can still access the website, which is sort of the opposite of what they did for the forms, where they put the forms in read-only read mode. Nobody can, you know, no, no new posts can be made. 
Um, and once I saw that and the uh, SRK website being down, I went ahead and I scraped the entire SRK forms um, for everything. So I, there is a uh, mega with a link on my Twitter, which I'll link that tweet in the show notes below. Um, that has what I think I'm not a wizard when it comes to uh, doing website scraping. So if I'm missing stuff, I'm sorry, but I think I have at least every single form thread available to be viewed. So that information should be obtained, uh, should be preserved for the future when it comes. And that'll be in the description. Yeah. The show notes, the the liner notes, all of that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. That that's uh that's cool. That's I'm I'm glad that you did that. Yeah, it's I um I'm glad that you have way too much storage space. It was only about four gigs. Yeah, well, it was very bad. small. It, how it, many? It, okay, like it, just brief aside. Like, how 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 much do you like space? Do you have dedicated to archival of just things? Like, um, if you were if you were to just give me like a rough estimate, do I need to include backup storage? Sure. Yeah. Just just, reference, just a number. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably around 60 terabytes. <laughs> it's not full. Like my, my, um, my raid storage that I have, which is where most of the, the data is stored is, is about, is 32 terabytes right now. And it's not full, but yeah. I keep backup of external drives for random things. And I have two offsite drives that I keep the most important stuff on in a cave. Uh, no, I'm not going to disclose those locations where I keep them. That's why they're offsite. That's why they're offsite drives. Uh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, Tabby. What else? You you got some news that is uh, related to like video games? What do we got here? Uh, one or two. <laughs> um, video game news on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'll just since we're on the I'm on the fighting game sphere of things. I'll uh, just quickly dump through the things that were announced, um, except for one. Um, so Shanty was revealed for them fighting herds or like they had their full trailer. I don't remember if there was a release date. It looks cool. That character is really neat. Uh, I have no interest in playing that game, uh, but they're like a goat pirate and their gameplay looks fun. And I, I'll probably try him out cause I already own the game and he's going to be free as far as my, as far as I'm aware. So, uh, yeah, that game's cool. And I think if you want a, a good game with rollback net code, it's there and it's generally pretty cheap. Uh, a game that claims to have rollback netcode uh, but doesn't is uh, Tekken 7, which had a gameplay trailer and release for uh, Lydia so- uh, uh, Sobieska, the Polish karate girl. Uh, she's a new character as far as I'm aware. Uh, she is really cool. Uh, I haven't seen anything on her, so that means she's not busted. Um but she's apparently like very I was talking with somebody who does like Shotokan and apparently some of the katas she's doing are a lot more accurate compared to the other characters so she seems all like an actual or a more accurate karate character than some of the other like the Mishimas and stuff it's very nice to see things coming out of Tekken that aren't Negan yes we haven't had a ne- what Negan's cool what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we had 
this is it's Tekken is in a weird spot where it's like they could just release more characters for that game and keep growing the roster, but I really just feel more like characters, bro. Uh, well, I but I I think we should go to a new game. I think Tekken Seven has some issues that Tekken Tag Seven. To it. Tekken Tag Three would be sick. Tekken Tag Three would be really cool and I'd be down to play. They're it. only on three. They only did two of those. There's Tekken Tag, which released on uh uh I. I don't even think it released on PS2. No, it did. It released on PS2. It was a launch game. Um, I thought Tekken Tag 2 was a launch. No, it's Tekken Tag. Is Tekken Tag 2 is a PS3 game. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck. They missed their chance. Yeah. One, and per, one per PlayStation. I know, right? <laughs> At least we got Street Fighter Cross Tekken. That game's good. I'll stand by Street Fighter. Street Fighter Cross Tekken is a good game. It's just like super kuso. Um Tabby, what? No one knows what that means. Okay, it's very shit game. That's the literal translation. You want me to say that? Uh, you know what? Uh, no, I, I can say this. Go watch uh, Giuna's video on what is Kusoge. He just made it like a couple days ago. So you I can... think I think you should watch. You should also watch Matt McMuscle's What Happened on All Street right. Fighter Cross Tekken. So... Great vid. Uh, <laughs> link in the show notes. Uh, I I don't know what Tabby's vid is. Don't worry about the it. La- uh, also, the by last the way, thing... be- oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I looked at that Shanty trailer. Uh, Shanty is out today as of this recording oh, on the neat. 25th. Cool. That's probably what people so, were playing TFH earlier today. So um, play them right now. I'll actually, let me just, I'll start that download right now. Okay, but what else you got though? Uh, the last thing I want to talk about in this block of fighting game news um, is uh, the new KOF 15 character uh, trailer came out for Yashiro Nanakase who uh, I don't know much about. Apparently, he hasn't been in a game since KOF 2002. So people, it's... KOF 15 seems to be doing a lot of bring back old characters that haven't been in the game for a while. That's cool. Which is, I like it when they do that. Yes, especially in a game that's going to have a 30 to 33 character roster plus like 12 to 16 characters of DLC. That's pretty. That's a pretty good roster amount for a fighting game these days, isn't it? Uh, it's it's about par because it's a team game. Um, oh, so you bring, it's, me, it's, right. bring me Garou team with butt. My favorite character. Yeah, they should definitely do that. Who's on that? team? Well, so that, that's the the thing is is like we have to like get farther. Well, it's it's weird. You have to get farther in the storyline to get to Garou being canon because like even though Rock Howard is in KOF fourteen, it's more like Dream Match stuff because. What? Yeah, so... What so you mean canon? Garo came out, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, this Gar- is a new Garo one. takes it's... place when, when when Rock is, like, in his 20s, or like 18 yeah, to 20. G- Garo is, like, everyone's sons and shit. Yeah. Oh, so oh, it's like uh, it's like Gen Two of final of a Fire Emblem genealogy of the Holy War. <laughs> yeah, exactly like uh, that. Tectonic. The, the, look forward to look forward to that. Like a couple characters have come back. The, uh, for but they've all been in dream matches, uh, like Tzoff. Dream matches, uh, like like how you can play as um you can play as uh that old dude in Guilty Gear, but he's not alive anymore. Cliff, uh, no, Cliff, no, yeah, no, Cliff. that that ge- he's still alive in that game canonically. Um, oh. the dr- dr- dream matches are basically KOF games that don't fall under the storyline. Generally, they come out during um uh intermittent periods of the storyline so like kof 2002 was a dream match and it came out in between um uh what is it 
Geese Saga, and then the or then the Orochi Saga was after it. At least I think that's what it was. So in this point in the timeline, it has Geese is Geese back from Tekken, or has he not shown up in Tekken yet? Uh, we don't know if that's actually canon. Um, I'm gonna assume it is. Well, then Akuma would have to cut. Well, actually, it. it we don't know. We don't know. Why not? We don't know. It'd be cool. <laughs> it'd be cool. Hey, if if KOF 15 has a guest character that's Heihachi Mishima, that'd be fucking sick. Um, but, I hope it's Devil Jin. Uh, Jin would be Jin would be a good pick. Actually, I mean, I hope it's that fat dude with the gun. Bob, I hope he's in it. Bob doesn't yeah, have Bob. a gun. Gun is just a player customization that any character can have. Wait, what? Yeah. So, no, the, well, who's who's the guy with the gun? The guns are player customizations. Nobody actually has a gun. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was. I thought like that was his gimmick was that he's fat, so he can't fight. So he no, just pulls actually, out a uh, uh, Bob was the number one martial artist in the world. Uh, well, no, it's because he got bored of fighting, so he became fat to challenge himself. <laughs> oh, God, God damn it, that's cool. That's, yeah, yeah. Bob is really cool. Yeah, uh, too pretty bad badass. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to do a little bit of news here. So uh, yeah. what do you guys know about Australia? Uh, good day, mate. What do you want to know? Uh, so just... <laughs> The, the Australian board of, like, classification, basically they're, like, the ones who decide, like, hey, is this game for, like, kids, for adults, whatever, right? They they have refused classification for the game Disco Elysium. A uh, very good game, Disco Elysium, might I add. And Have you played it? Have you played it? Uh, no, I have not played it, but I've watched a lot of people play it. But seems like a game you could probably figure out is good or not just by watching someone play yeah no for sure it's definitely yeah it's definitely like that actually but the thing is is like in australia like being refused classification is essentially being banned <laughs> like uh, yeah that happened to hotline miami yeah, too it happened to hotline miami too so basically like they're just like we're refusing to uh uh, do this because it's uh, uh, what, what what exactly did they say? It was like the, it, it expresses or otherwise deals in matters of sex, drug misuse or addiction, crime, cruelty, violence, revolting or abhorrent phenomena in such a way that they d- offend against the standards of morality, decent and proprietary propriety generally accepted by reasonable adults to the extent that they should not be classified. So, so- that's. That's kind of like what they're doing here with this, and they're it's it's essentially banned in Australia. You have to like smuggle it into the country if you want to buy and or play it. Now, so. no, no, you're missing one very important thing about this. Yeah, what's that? Disco Elysium has been available for sale in Australia since it released a real originally. I was gonna ask. Th- this like, is their, this is the re-release. This is the yeah. re-release that's banned. So um, you can does it have buy, DLC so, that comes with it? No, the, well, the, the what's what's or I it's think just it's, voice acting. right? It's voice acting and some new content. That's the well, those are the big things. The thing is, is it's it's launching on like like consoles as well. Yeah, but people who have wanted to play that game have are pretty much like played that game or, or like could have played that game, and you can still even now, even though they've said you can't have this version, you can still go buy the. Um, the the original version of the game that doesn't have voice acting. It's still on Australian Steam. Oh, but like 
in Steam, sure, but like you can't get like a physical copy of it, which like collectors and enjoyers of the game I don't would even, like to have. Are there physical copies of this game being yes, made? Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. It was supposed to be launched on the PS5 and Switch with the final cut. Like that's what the final cut is for. Yeah, I saw. I think fan. I think Fan Gamer was stocking it. Well, the thing is, it is it like a lim- is it like a limited run style of thing, or is it like like I don't going know, to game no, because because Fan Gamer isn't one of those sorts of things. They just have it. Yeah. They they they're like you know they're like big box collectors editions, but you know they sell like Undertale and Hollow Knight, so it's not like yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, like anyone who like really enjoys this game and wants to support it and buy like a physical copy, they just can't. Well, if they're Australian, if they're Australian, yes, no, yeah, and as God intended, regardless of like whether or not you're able to play the game on Steam, it's still like a really shitty thing for the country of Australia to do. I'm I'm putting you on blast, Australia. You hear that, Scott Morrison? He's still the prime minister, right? Yeah, I think so. Do I look All like right, I know Australian guys. politics? I do. Uh, I watch Friendly Geordies. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, no, this is like, I feel like there needs to be like, I don't know. I just feel like they need to get their act together. This is like bullshit. No, this like, this is just gonna happen forever. They need to have like a video game revolution. <laughs> they can't. They keep getting banned. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's that's me. You got anything tech? Disco Elysium fans are going to play the game in Australia. They're going to start reading theory and then they're going to revolt and make and only make sure that video games are uh, are allowed. I hate it when these games get political. Anyway, Detroit Become Human, speaking of games that aren't political, <laughs> is uh, it's getting a collector's edition release for PC uh, for $300. You, too, can own all sorts of wonderful things such as a... Uh, a ten and a half inch tall movable figure of a uh, of Kara. That's all right. That's weird. Why? Why? Out of like, out of all the androids in that game, Kara really? You're gonna need a big jar. Ah, <laughs> uh, good one, good one. Uh, it's come, it comes with this dumb little box. Uh, some pins. All right. Uh, <laughs> wait. It doesn't even come with a physical copy. No, uh, it's there's a no way. Dream oh game. Wait, it comes with a a Cyberlife pass that's like it has a Steam key on it. I mean, that's that's kind of neat and all, but like, so basically, you're paying three hundred bucks for a statue. Yeah, that is posable. Pretty much. Um, and a modular box. Statues, so, I mean, posable statues go for less than non-posable statues, though. That's the thing. Oh damn! Really? Yeah, like figmas and that kind of stuff are always going to be cheaper than, like, just true. Scale. But they're also less scaled. You know, they're they're smaller than like a, a typical even statue. even movable scale ones will always go for less because the movability of it like reduces like how good it looks on the shelf. Yeah, you can never really get the poses quite right when you're when and you they'll have the weird like them. joint lines and yeah, stuff. True. So. Yep. You've got a really nice uh, posable figure of Solid Snake in your room, Tech. I do. He's like um, he's like hanging the, off a ledge. His his stamina meter must be so high right now, dude. He's been there forever. He leveled up his stamina to to level three by doing like three hundred pu- uh, pull ups or whatever. Um, <laughs> the reason he's he's been like that for as long as he has is his stand, uh, like broke off. I know. So, uh, I watched the video. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The the great. Now I gotta put that in the fucking liner notes too. The, <laughs> uh, but but yeah. It, it, so he has to stay in that holding on to the ledge pose. Um. So I mean, obviously, this is like a. Everyone knows Detroit. Detroit, Detroit becomes human. Becomes human. Become human. Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil the game. The. Uh, uh, everyone already has like an opinion on this game whether you like it or not uh it, it seems pretty bad to me i watched a playthrough of it uh and again that's one of those games where you can kind of tell whether or not a game is good just by watching someone play you don't really need to play detroit to know it's not that great but um um i would disagree i think you need to play that game um hi i'm tabby nickel I bought that game on launch. That game is awful. That game is terrible. <laughs> I bought. How I've, did you fall for the David Cage meme? I don't fall for the David Cage memes. I buy his games to make fun of them. Tabby, Tabby, maker of oh, bad we, decisions constantly. <laughs> we, we, yeah, didn't that come? Didn't this come up before about how like you're responsible for all the bad trends in video games? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. You're responsible no, no. for Quantic Dream being in business. Quantic Dream will always be in business because people love their games. Like people, people think they're super smart just because they play the game that talks about. How racism. come I've never met someone who thinks that? Um, have you met Adam Sessler? Obviously, no. I mean, yeah. they never returned my calls. Yeah. Literally, every single person I talk to that isn't like you talk to Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler. <laughs> Can we get Adam Sandler on the on the title card? Detroit become human is fucking awesome. Uh, no, it's that game is that game is awful, but it is like some of the dialogue prompts you get. A lot of people skipped over some of the ones because they just chose whatever's funny. But if you actually like go through and you select some of these dialogue prompts, you realize how just like French this game is. And just David. So it's like Code Lyoko. No, Code Lyoko. Code Lyoko's banger. I'll, I'll stand by Code Lyoko. Um, Detroit is it as horny as Code Lyoko? Uh, Don't no, answer that. No, Don't it's, answer it's, that. It's, it's it's hornier. Um, yeah, that game is really bad, and like, it literally is just David Cage reading a bunch of other sci-fi stories about robo racism. And then being incredibly ham-fisted about him. One of the first scenes in the game is your rob- is your black robot character getting on the back of the bus. No, that was... No, that doesn't mean what you think it means, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, we all, we all know. We all know that Trip Becomes Human's bad. But if you are one of, like, the five people who, one, doesn't have the game yet, or, or I guess doesn't mind buying it again, and really wants this statue... Wait six, three months even, it will be at a third of the price because collector's editions like this are a fucking grift. They have never been, they're, they're the biggest money sinks in like all of video games. Like I, I saw this, the Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated. It had a collector's edition, like a super crazy expensive like one. Like 250 right? I think it was even more, it, it, but like it came with it came with a lot of stuff. But I saw it for sale like three months ago for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna claim like I don't buy collector's edition. Sometimes I do. I I got like a I got like a Fire Emblem one I got years ago, but it was like it was like I think eighty. 80 bucks for it and it's like a it comes with like an art book and like the soundtrack the, so so it's not like this crazy exuberant thing I think it, I I think I paid a hundred dollars for 
Dark Souls 2 special edition with the statue in the art book. That was a yeah, that see, was a my mistake. brother bought that at launch. That was a mistake. And so he paid way more for that, I'm sure. <laughs> I um I don't buy many collector's editions. The last one I bought was a uh, Persona 5, like launch. That's uh, my brother has yeah. that one too. Launch, uh, I, I think all right, Atlas needs to be exempt from this because for some reason Atlas collectors editions retain their value or and or not become more expensive. I mean, well, that... they're all they're just good like like the, the they're usually pretty good. The bag that came with it, you you get a Shujin Academy bag and I use yeah. it to carry carry my D&D books and I've used it since and it holds up. Yeah, it's also just because like Persona fans are just like crazy now and like rabid and like yep. well, 15 it's always been like that for atlas games though yeah but not necessarily for like smt or persona like specifically persona didn't get crazy until like four right no people well, three four yeah four three. was when four three yeah but four four was is, also a lot more mainstream four is when the twitter stands came out that's all i'm saying they didn't exist until twitter, then no one used twitter when persona four was <laughs> it was popular. 2008 I don't even think Twitter existed that's yet. When, that's when all the Facebook stands exist. That's when all the MySpace stands. I, I, there we go. I talked about it on like my MySpace page and my Gaia Online account. I didn't. I didn't even know video games existed back then. That's a lie. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say about what, that. What you guys know? What you guys know about Ghost of Tsushima? Is the Sony exclusive? Uh, My brother played it. Apologize. He, saw it. he thought it was good. Vigi game. What? You want me to apologize for not saying it correctly? No, I want I want everyone to apologize. Well, that, but I also want everybody <laughs> to apologize to the nice man who played the wooden flute. Oh, yep, yep. I agree with Tabby. Apologize. Apologize. Yeah, apologize. That man got that man got shit on so much. That was so dumb, too. Well, okay, that press conference was stupid. I'll admit that being, like, that long and making forcing the crowd to go to, like, three different venues was really dumb. (laughs) That was, that that was, like, that's legendary at this point to me. It's legendary, but it's really stupid. Um, And, but that guy is, like, one of, like, what is it, like, one of five people in the world who's qualified to play that instrument or something? Yeah, that's what I remember hearing. Yeah, but continue. Uh yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it's it's getting movie. It's pretty, you know video game movies. Everyone's like, everyone's just like twitching in anger already. But um, it is being uh, directed by the the John Wick director, uh, Chad 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 Stahelski, I guess his name is. Which is like okay, Ghost of Tsushima, like really cool game, right? It's very very interesting game, John Wick. Very cool movie. Very good directing. I wouldn't call it an interesting movie, though. It's not interesting, but but like the direction and and like shit like that. No, yeah, just, no, yeah. I agree. And the shot I composition yeah, and are really crazy. all this stuff is like really nice. Uh, I I'm 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 a little bit I'm a little bit excited, and I haven't been excited for a video game movie since the last episode. I brought up a video game movie with that uh, <laughs> Dynasty Warriors movie. So you know. <laughs> oh, we I. I heard the story to Ghost of Tsushima isn't that good, but um. Yeah, it's perfect for a John uh, Wick movie then. Uh, Touche. Have uh, you you've you two have seen all of the John Wick movies, right? Uh, I, yep. I haven't watched the third one yet. Saw them all in theaters opening day. 
Uh, I saw the third one in theaters. Remember theaters? Anyway, uh, what were you gonna say, Tabby? Um, I was just looking up uh, Chad uh, uh, Chad uh seeing if he had done anything else. Um, apparently he was John Wick. Uh, John Wick. He was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in um <laughs> The Matrix. Oh shit! What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Does this mean that's, that there's a non? Cool. Does this mean that there's a non-zero chance that Keanu Reeves is in the Ghost of Tsushima movie? <laughs> Wasn't he in Forty Seven Ronin? He was in Forty Seven Ronin. That movie's great. <laughs> I actually heard that movie was pretty good. Do you? Okay, look. Do you like action movies? It's a good action movie. Do you want a good story? Go watch Lady Bird or whatever. I don't know. It's like the last movie with the Lady story. Bird. It's like the last movie with the story I remember watching. I've been really out of it these past couple of years. Didn't you? Uh, just, didn't you watch the one like Japanese film about the poor people? Which one? You know, I watched The Lighthouse last week. What's that? Have you seen The Lighthouse? Yes. It's that movie with Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe. It's all right. It's the I like best Willem movie Dafoe. That came out that year. Yeah, Will, uh, Willem Dafoe is pretty good in it. I mean, they're both really good in it. It's one of the best movies of all time. Mm, mm, I don't know about that. But, yeah, uh, it was pretty good. It was in black and white and in like four by three. That's like bad. I've, okay, I've seen Snyder. the Notebook. I know what a good movie looks like. Anyway, uh, right, we're what, not what a movie got, podcast. Tabby? We're a games podcast. Um. Yeah, what do I have? Um. <laughs> oh yeah, you got nothing. So, um, Evil Within was uh, added on the Game Pass, part of the whole Bethesda thing. Yes. And I was gonna download this actually to see what was going on, but I was lazy. Um. Apparently, the Game Pass version of the game is a new update to the PC port that adds things like improved first-person shooter controls. Um, uh, FOV slider. I think it even re- like I it re- lets you remove letterboxing, which I don't know if the base game did. I think you had to mod it out. I think you did. Yeah. Let me let me uh. open up this post to get all the features on it. Yeah, first person mode, FOV setting, infinite ammo mode, uh, icons for lantern sneaking in first person view, low slash medium options for camera bob. Thank Christ that camera bob is really bad. Stamina's What's, now been adjusted. What, so the like when you're moving around, the camera shake oh, like oh, bob. I said bomb. Oh yeah, stamina's now been adjusted. Um, it fixed the frame pacing. Oh, I'm downloading this then. Holy shit, I didn't actually know that. Um, you got Game Pass. So is the Evil Within like good? Yeah, the Evil Within and the Evil Within okay. Two are like it, they're they're good survival horror games. See, I'm not really like a horror guy. I get like spooked. I get scared, and I, yeah, I hide. So you know. Oh, horror video games that aren't like the jump scare games don't get, affect me what's, at all. What's that one game where the guy's like, I don't have your stone and fuck you anyways. <laughs> what is that? Uh, this is familiar. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. I'll edit this to make it sound snappy. Don't worry. Uh, Is it alone in the It's dark? okay. I watched it at two times speed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, it's no alone, the the uh, alone in the dark remake, I think. Yeah, that oh, game. Oh, two thousand eight one. Yeah, two thousand eight. Dude, that I re- I remember watching my uncle play that game, and like I saw that scene, I'm like, dude, that's badass. 
<laughs> shout out to, to this Reddit post where I was able to find that information from for in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Harry's response to Voldemort telling him, just give me the stone was supposed to be, I don't have your stone and fuck you anyway. <laughs> fuck you. Obviously, it's left an impression. It's 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 honestly, that's that's a very cultural scene, I must say. <laughs> You got anything else, Savvy? I want to... Uh, minor anecdote on that. I was um, I was this close to buying a copy of Haunting Ground this past weekend. Oh, cool. Because, oh. you know, I got, got, I got the you? Stimmy Neutron. I was just like, ah, I don't really need it, but I, like, want it. <laughs> Stimmy Neutron. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny. Got um, a blast. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. I, it's still there, and I still have the money, so I might go back for it later. But I, it's, it's one of the games I want to pick up. She's got a dog. Um, uh, on the realm of Bethesda horror games, um, Ikumi Nakamura opened up her own game studio, or is opening up her own game studio. Um, it could be shit. I'm gonna be real. She's yeah. has. I don't think she's worked. The only game she's worked in a director role for, as far as I'm aware. She left the company before it re- before the game released. Yeah, it was it was Ghostwire Tokyo, and um, yes, if you don't know who Ikumi Nakamura is, it's the girl you've you probably not? seen on Twitter a lot after uh, E three, <laughs> and she she did a lot of f- fun she, poses. She, she lit a, up our lives. Yeah, she she lit up our lives in a dark and trying time. No, she's, she's a very bubbly personality, and she was uh, kind of presenting, and she got a lot of press. And I don't, I don't actually know like why she uh, like left the company. Was it because of the press? We don't know. As far as as far um, as we're aware, we don't know. Uh, I, I it was like, I, I I think it was health reasons or something. Because uh-huh. I remember people talking about this when uh when Tavi's news dropped. Uh, I know she had a kid recently. Oh, oh okay. Uh, so she could maybe she could have been dealing with that. Uh, who who knows. Yeah, it's... Uh, she apparently doesn't have any like ill will towards Tango or anything. Even still, oh, I don't think anybody. I, I don't. I don't see a reason why. Uh, if she doesn't have like a reason to hate them, like they weren't, you know, like like forcing her. Well, it's Japan. They'd be forcing well, her. Well, that's the weeks. well. The um, the the oh, the immediate theories were that she got that she got like big dogged or something. Yeah, and she left because of that. So may, maybe that wasn't the case. Uh, yeah. uh hopefully not. But regardless, with this news, uh, you know, Ikumi Nakamura, maybe maybe she's an auteur in the making. That's all I'm saying. She's, she's <laughs> I gotta buy Jade's game. I gotta buy Ikumi's game. I'm running out of money. <laughs> she's got a lot of um a lot of connections in the industry. Like she's yeah, I think she's, she's worked with almost every like major JP like the the big name guys because I think she's worked with uh Kamiya. Yep. She's worked with um why am I blanking on the guy who's heading uh Tango? Shinji Mikami. Thank you. She uh, was Mikami. his understudy. Yeah. I think she worked with Kojima at some point. I feel like I remember reading that. I wouldn't be surprised. I think she yeah. did some stuff with Konami. I think she she's sort of been everywhere, so I I I do think she is a very uh, sort of the opposite of what we were talking about of watching all the creators except Hideo Kojima die. <laughs> uh, um, she, there's actually a follow-up to that yeah uh when you're done yeah she might be that like sort of fir- one of the like first generation like new auteurs in in japanese game dev which is very exciting to see 
but we don't know anything because we haven't seen her. Yes. We haven't a seen Ghostwire Tokyo release. B don't know if she's even if she's not in the credits for the game. Then it's not something she worked on. So we don't know yeah. what she's doing. I think she's just taking her blow up popularity. I'm not like she's not saying she's clout chasing. That's I'm saying she's taking the popularity she's received since E3 and turning that into making her own game studio to make something cool. Yeah, we this don't know. is yeah, this is all pure speculation on the journalism not guaranteed podcast. So or what we like to call modern says. journalism. Yes. Anyway, yeah, no, I I, I hope her uh, I hope her video game company turns out well, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I hope she makes a good game. Uh, tech hope wh- to play it in four years. Tech, what what was your follow up? You're talking about uh, to to what Tavi was saying about all the games. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all of our all of our beloved games developers dying on us. Uh, that that was that was um when we were talking about Nobuo Matsu and Fantasian. Well, uh, he's talking about uh. Nobu was talking about how uh, this uh, Fantasian was probably going to be his last project. Well, apparently it might also be Sakaguchi's final project. I didn't see that. What? I just saw this today. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, I, I saw this uh, video games uh, chronicle article talking about it, how uh, he he was developing the game with it has his final game in mind. I don't. I don't think it's because of health problems or anything. Just um. Would you say it's his final fantasy? Yeah, you could say it's his final. Did you know that when Square was developing Final Fantasy, uh, but yeah, I but mean, Mega you know, 64 people came in. Yeah, <laughs> that video is fucking great. Show notes. But uh, I, I will say that, like, you, you know, people, uh, not even just game developers, but like a lot of, a lot of, you know, creative people say stuff like this a lot. And, uh, you know, for someone like Nobu Amatsu, I'm willing to believe him because because uh, of his health concerns. But as far as I know, Sakaguchi doesn't have any sort of health problems, at least not yet. So, you know, he could be blowing smoke, but do you think, figured I'd bring that up. Do you think Quentin Tarantino is actually going to stop making movies after the next one? He's weird enough that I believe this is that uh, Hateful Eight was his last one. Or not Hateful no. Eight. Um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the ninth. He has one more. No, I thought he was only doing nine. Or it was no, it was the second. Ten. It was the second to last one. Is I, I don't remember the exact number. Oh, I, I he might he he he's he counts Kill Bill as one, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, that so maybe that might be what Tabby is. I know. I know he's still upset that he never got to make his Star Trek movie. Well, obviously that one wouldn't count. Well, no, that <laughs> one would have counted. I I think that movie is the reason why he said I'm only making a certain amount. He's probably. Uh, I mean, how old is Quentin Tarantino? He's, he's in like not his 50s, old. Right? He's not old at all. Forty-five. Yeah. He's, Shut up. He's not forty-five, but he's he's very You're young. You're wrong. Um, Quentin reviews. reviews. <laughs> <laughs> We're really funny here. I know. Fifty-seven. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. you know, you know, he can. Years. There's no way that man is 45, but he is still pretty young, considering. He's got a foot fetish, okay? That's why he looks young. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, it, like, the only thing I can say about that is, like, going out on the Apple Arcade, I mean, ugh. I, it'll it'll get uh, ported. No, I know. It's just, you know, I just want to complain gonna, about that. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if this is his last game and it forces me to buy an iPhone to play it, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> it'll definitely get, I, I, I'm convinced it'll get ported. R slash patient gamers eat your heart out, right? Yeah. But, yeah. 
I'm definitely going to play this on the PlayStation 5. You'll, you'll play it on the PS6. Um, oh, Christ, shut up, please. PlayStation news came out. And, oh, uh, is it time? It's time. So, uh, oh boy, talk. We, we talked about how Sony was, you know, they're they're moving away from movies and TV shows on their service, uh, and then after that, they uh, they they removed the community the tab. <laughs> so now they have decided to remove the well, entirety of the. Well, it's a rumor. Okay, it is a rumor. What? No, it's, it's a rumor. No, it's confirmed. They have dates. Post po- post me the link. Post me the link where it's well, confirmed. Is it? I don't know if it's a rumor. L- listen, there's this article by The Gamer, which I've never heard of that publication. I don't know if they're actually like... Um, they're not a rag, but they're not exactly, you know, the the most I'm reliable just, source. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they they, they, oh, they like, claim to have a source within it, and there's also something that's going to be announced here. There were, they, they brought something else in. Anyway. A lot of people have been... A lot of, like, industry people have been talking about this which makes me believe yeah believe it but still i just want to say yeah i just want to say that it is a rumor yeah they're supposed I, to I, announce I, stuff the on the the 30th right or something i don't remember yeah they, oh they, shit there i just realized there was a games conference today that i don't know if any of us watched no definitely not but let me let me let me say the thing so that we're not just like leaving the audience in suspense so anyway allegedly yeah, what what are they talking uh, about ale- by this allegedly uh they are going to be removing the playstation 3 and psp stores correct those those two and vita yeah and vita. same thing and vita, yeah same thing oh the v i think the psp stores were already down for a while oh okay so the vita stores and the ps3 stores uh which is is a uh, widely unpopular move as the internet has shown us in the cu- past couple of days. This was widely considered to be a bad move. Yeah. Um I understand why they would do something like this. Uh it just really sucks that like we're we're in an era where like if you want to play a video game and you buy a physical release of it, you have to like get stuff from online. They've played the whole thing. So things like this like really like hamper our ability to play old games. Did anyone This s- is going to be the first I feel like this this is going to be like the first console to really to really feel that effect. Like the Wii Shop channel went down, but that was all that was like WiiWare games and and old video games. The 360 store is still up and honestly will probably stay up. Uh the the PS3 is PS3 is the last bastion. Yeah. In some what, in some aspects. What was the um did anyone see the like uh the the interview like floating around of the one Sony guy like saying, I don't even understand why people like old games. They like suck. Jim Ryan. Jim yep. Ryan. Yep. That's a that's that's a classic that was a classic uh interview. He's talking about Gran Turismo. Yeah, I, it was like it's like I saw I was watching it's like gamers think they want to play old games, but they really don't. I was watching some Gran Turismo through and I was like, who wants to play this? It's like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, um obviously we're in the minority on that. I mean, I think I think um there there's like the like in industry people say that uh backwards compatibility is a popular feature that isn't used by a majority of people uh i don't i'm not gonna say i don't believe them but also fuck off and give me backwards compatibility or or some way to buy these old games yeah 
I mean, it's really just about like access and like, I know it's not like, I don't know. I, I, I hope that we, we see a, a push for physical media out of this, but my, my hopes have been circling the toilet for, for the last like fucking 10 years. So I don't know. The, the worst thing about this is that there's a lot of PlayStation three, like exclusives that were released physically in Japan, but didn't get a, but got a digital only release here. I was watching this video by a, by a guy called Hikikomori Media. I, um, I linked, I think I linked it a little while ago, uh, to you guys, but, uh, yeah, he was just talking about a lot of these, like a lot of these cool games you can get on the PS3 and almost like every single game he mentioned is like, it got a, it got a release in Japan physically, but Sony did not release it, uh, release it digital only over here, if at all. Um, I think uh, one of them was like some, some game Suda made, uh, and I, I think Puppeteer was also a digital only, and that was a Japan Studio game that came out like I think a month before the PS4 came out, so no one talked about it. Never even heard of this game until now, but it looks really cool. Fucking fuck Sony, fuck you. Yeah, my PS5 is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. I I think that um, going going forward, uh, the the future of the PlayStation Three and the Vita. Is I mean the Vita's already there pretty much, but the future is gonna lie in in homebrew, and alternate yeah. means of playing these games and acquiring these games. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get out the Doom shotgun, dude. This is bullshit. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have brought the shotgun. <laughs> um. So the the on the more technical side of things. Uh, for people who are interested, the reason why they um, the server shutting down is because, um, and this is also true for the PS4, I believe. Is this uh, about the CMOS battery? Yes, it's about the CMOS battery. All right, so I heard some stuff about that, but continue. Yeah, so basically, uh, on motherboards, you have this thing called the CMOS battery. It's basically a thing it that makes powers, a beep. empowers things that work with memory on the system. It's they think of it like just another computer part but it's a watch battery it's is a essentially clock. what it is it's um, in the back of your sega saturn it's in it's on like every cpu and so with or not cpu motherboard jesus christ um with the ps3 and the ps4 uh it has a check that it uses with uh while the motherboard is um sorry i'm explaining it poorly uh when you launch digital game it tries to ping the server to like make sure that your licenses all work. And that's why on the PS4, sometimes if you're not connected to the internet, you won't be able to actually play your PS your digital PS4 games. Yeah, you'll Fucking you'll awesome. you'll get you'll awful. get the message that's like re, re reactivate your license or something like this. And it just won't let you play it. Yeah. It's very annoying. Uh, yes. And then you have uh the PS3 still lets you do it though, but there's gonna be a time where those licenses will need to be checked. Uh, and that's when the CMOS battery dies, because when you replace it, you need it will attempt to recheck those licenses, and it will not let you play games with that uh, when if you can't verify those licenses. So I heard this, and I yep. was like, "That's fucked up." Yep. And uh, I, fa- I I heard some other stuff that apparently it is possible to play your games after this inevitable CMOS battery uh, death. Uh, just by syncing the time in your in your PS3 to whatever time it is on 
or what time it would be on the servers, I believe. So maybe that might fix it. You would have, there would have to be like, someone would have to figure out how, what the actual time is on the servers. Cause even if you're off by a second, it wouldn't work. So um, I think it would just be, yeah, whatever. When the, when the not, would it not just be to whatever time it is right now? No. Cause the, cause it, it, it is on a per second basis. We don't know if it actually uses like universal clock or if it like uses their own internal system. We don't, we don't know their server structure. So I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's my answer. Someone okay. smarter than me might have a better answer and be like, yeah, it does you idiot. And I'm like, cool. Thank you. But the, the uh, silver lining to this whole thing though is, I, I mean, I'm hoping that this is like this, this is like a call to arms situation. <laughs> Where people who are like really serious about like archiving and um, creating oh, free PlayStation games <laughs> create... on PSN, download right now. Get your PlayStation Plus hey, what? subscription renewed because you can get you can get free you get free games PlayStation games PlayStation Four games five games Pog. Everyone make your soy faces. Yeah, no, uh, but I, I hope this is like a like a call to arms. For, for like homebrewers and, and like archivers and people who are interested in, in preserving video games and making sure things are playable to like really, so, really go at it, you know? So here's the thing. Um, PS3 issue is solved. There is a jailbreak for the most recent firmware the that was in December of last year that Damn, they'd be uh, updating that last year. It, apparently, the one... Yeah, it was like a security patch, but apparently it didn't fix any what, of the current jailbreaks. Wait, can you download firmware if the store's not up? No. Yes, they... No, they, oh, they no, host they do, the yeah, firmware... They, they host the firmware on, on their website. However, okay. this... And I'm, I'm that's where I'm sort of uh, deriving to is the PS4, the only jailbreak that is on there, because I looked into this for reasons... Um, archival purposes i swear um the uh only version of the ps4 that can be jailbroken and have actual compatibility with things like being able to archive games and running linux which are the two main reasons of why you would run a cf a custom firmware or cfw on a ps4 only works with version 4.63 uh, for those unaware, we are on version or uh, or sorry, four point six three to four point seven two, but some things don't work on seven two. But four point six three is the golden patch. Um, so we're on version seven point oh three. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the thing is, is like the that that was the the case for the PlayStation three for a while, like during its lifespan. I know we're next gen now, but like we're still like during the lifespan of the PS four. It's actually how I played Bullet Storm. With on like a certain firmware, nice. and I just never updated my firmware. I'm like, this is my offline PS3, and I'm going to buy an online PS3. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> r- regardless of that, um, that that was that way for a long time. For that until like it was just like, okay, now we can like do this with a more recent firmware and whatnot. And I don't doubt something like that would happen with the PlayStation 4 as well. I think people that want to circumvent like security issues on software are like. They, they just have the upper hand in, like, sheer terms of, like, number of people who are trying to do the thing versus people who are trying to stop them from doing the thing. So th- yeah. that's that it, it's, you know, they, they have the advantage in this in this uh, air quotes war, 
you know. But and I will I will say for uh, the PS4, there is a legitimate reason for your average consumer to jailbreak your PS4 and run custom firmware on it for not for piracy reasons, not even for running Linux, which actually gives you a pretty decent like emulator box on it. It's so you could run Lance McDonald's Bloodborne 720p 60 FPS patch. I I, I you said Lance McDonald, my brain heard Grant McDonald. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ram Ranch. <laughs> one reason, one reason only is to download Grant McDonald's Ram Ranch on your PS4 home theme. Sucking it, sucking it, sucking it. Hunters in the Blood Moon. In the in the sh- in the showers of North Yarnum. <laughs> big hard throbbing blood. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. I saw I saw a modern vintage gaming video or gamer video that said that there there was a there was a, a jailbreak for the firmware seven point five five. What do you mean four point whatever? There is n- there's a jailbreak for every firmware. Technically, these jailbreaks don't allow you to run. Uh, these jailbreaks don't allow and you. This to run just CF- won't let you run Linux or whatever. It doesn't let you run CFW uh, uh, most custom firmware. Oh, okay. Like it's the the jailbreaks that are out there are, are it's they're 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 not what your average consumer is looking for. It's well, like, the one with seven the seven point five five one is compatible with the Bloodborne patch. Okay, sure. At, at least, yeah, maybe. I so just, if you're I, if you want to play Bloodborne but good, uh, are we at look into that. Because I know mine's a point oh, and it's on the almost the newest firmware. I it's not my, the newest. Yeah, it's seven point five five isn't the newest firmware. I'm, but, uh, I, th- I think it's, it's 8.0 pretty is, close. Is what we're at, and this is why I'm already kicking myself. I, I legitimately thought I should buy another PS five, so I have one at launch firmware. <laughs> oh Christ, that's embarrassing. Please don't say that to me. <laughs> And time and time and time and time again, Tabby, you keep making bad decisions. No, that would I think would be a, I think having one on launch firmware to run custom firmware on would be worth it. Just but. wait like twenty years when they figure out how to roll back PS5 firmware. <laughs> when they figure Speaking out rollback. Roll oh fuck it. yes. Um. So this is the other big fighting game news that dropped today. Uh. But we have to go up one bit of news before this uh sorry for talking a lot uh the sukihime or uh the tight moons monthly or whatever the magazine they do apparently it's like a fan magazine uh the digital version uh released today and a uh, nice nice twitter user named banana shiki um, thank you banana shiki for this uh, wonderful news got access to it before anybody else apparently and was posting screenshots from it and other people have confirmed it at this point. Um, Sukihime remake, uh, Sukihime remake is releasing on August twenty first in Japan only for now, which is cool. I'm very excited for it. Yes, uh, there's some downsides to it. Apparently, it's only the Ark and Seal routes. It's not like the full game. There's oh what? Yeah, uh, and that's weird. They said they're going they to patch it. We don't know, and there or there might be DLC. You might have to buy the the other routes. You on know, DLC. you know how Type Moon be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how tight Moon be. They 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 run a they run the most one of the best not best one of the most profitable gotcha games. Oh right, I always forget that they're the fate guys. Yeah. Um, the okay. Yeah. The other, then I do know how tight Moon be. Yes, you do know how tight Moon be. Um, Moon. And it's cool. It's neat. I'm very I'm very excited to play it whenever it comes out in English. And the other big announcement is Melty Blood Two. 
is and i'm calling it that for a specific reason it's uh melty blood type lumina the it is the next game in the series of the melty blood franchise it is being developed by french bread uh who is the developers of the original melty blood uh series the developers of the geki bunko fighting climax series the developers of the undernight inbirth series um i think that that's uh, everything they've done if I'm remembering correctly. They, they're they the ones who make the anime fighters that aren't Arc System Works. No, there's other people. Um, these are the people... Because the, uh, these are the people who make really good fighting games. Uh, yes. This is... They're, I think all of them have been head by Kamone. Um, who? Uh, Kamone, he, I, he's the, the, one of the heads of, French, he's of the French uh, bread Team guy. French Bread. You just call him the um, French Bread guy. John French Bread? Yeah, that's John, it. Uh, John French Pawn. Um... Well, I've been waiting so, so long for Melty 2. We yes, we have. It's no, all you fuckers talk about. <laughs> Noel and I play uh not as much recently, but we've played a good amount of Melty with each other. Um I play it with it random people a, now. Uh, well, because you never ask me. It's okay. I'm calling you out on this podcast. We'll like, play you want to play after worry. this? Uh no, I have work tomorrow. <laughs> Same. Um, so basically no, basically, I mean, this is Melty Blood 2. Um, the reason I say that is because, uh, A, Melty Blood, the, the game, was more of a, it was a sequel to Tsukihime uh, that added some stuff with the with Wadachia and the whole vampires thing, uh, going into a lot more detail on that. Spoilers for a 20-year-old visual novel. This new Melty Blood game is less, less of a sequel to Melty Blood and more of a, a more of a, like, what if scenario so yes. they're going to be that's, that's based off Tsukihime specifically so they're, they're going to be characters that are in Melty Blood now that are not going to be in new Melty Blood uh, because it's, it's not the same continuity necessarily it's specifically based off of Tsukihime remake which apparently is adding new things yeah so like so. Sion Tatari is not going to be in it uh, so it's not like, going to further the plot. Ryogi Shiki, uh, the plot doesn't need further. To be honest with you, I, I'm just uh, I'm just annoyed about Never the characters. Mind. I'm just annoyed about the characters not being there. But yeah, Ryogi Shiki is not necessarily going to be there. Uh, is there anyone else you can think of that would be like messed with it by that time? The cats better fucking be there. Nekos aren't going to be there. Lens not going to be there. Uh, White Lens not going to be there. Coma's not going to be there. What about the one I have a figure of? Uh, Satsuki? V- Vyakiha? Oh, Aki, 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 uh, uh, all right, there, goodbye, Tech. <laughs> uh, uh, Akiha Vermilion. Is she in it? Yes, she is in it. She is yeah. a main, oh, yes! she's a yeah, main she, character. She's the main character's sister, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of speculation of, like, okay, who are they going to include? Because they said that they're at the start, they're, I think they're only having 10 characters. Um, and so the the initial thoughts are, you're, you're basically it's going to be your core cast, and then your your main antagonist, uh, uh, Michael C. Roa. His name's what? <laughs> I think he's middle. It's, it might be C. Is it Michael C. Hall? That's insane. I didn't know. Or he I was just in call him C. Roa because that's the only version of Roa I've ever played against. Um, yeah, it's 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 honest mids Michael. Um. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> Domino. His, so, his name is uh, his name is Michael Roa Valdemjong. Thank you. Yeah, honest mids Michael. Uh, 
And on this whole article where they go into it, they go into a couple details on the game. Uh, for example, Sion's not going to appear in it, which is some bullshit. Uh, a lot of people that I uh, follow and am friends with in the French Red community have basically said, like, Bakers. I'm not going to buy this game anymore because of Damn. this. Um, so this game's going to be bad then. Uh. It's, we're getting to that. Um, so in an interview with uh, the, uh, it doesn't say who, but it, it mentions Nasu. I don't know if Nasu is the one, Nasu is the writer of Tsukihime and the creator of the Nasu verse. Um, he's responsible for gacha games. Um, so someone had stated that Melty Blood is in directly inspired by Grand Blue Fantasy Verses, which I don't know if anybody. I mean, I know neither of you people have played it. Uh, I've put a good amount of my hours brother into played game. it at PAX. Uh, so I put around, <laughs> I think about 150, 160 hours. <laughs> on the first month that game released. And it's great. You uh, bought it twice. Obviously, it's, it's good. It's so good I did buy it twice. Um, I do think the game's fun. So uh, nice you buy it twice. But that game has a lot of issues, and it mostly comes down to how they've tried to simplify the game, that uh, there are things that are now necessarily like overly complex because people have, people have optimized its simplicity to it. Um and I don't want that to happen to Melty. Melty is a very... It's not as complex as something like Guilty Gear, but it's still a complex game. You can, mash, is, you can mash the button to take less damage when you're being hit. Well, it's not a mash. It's a rhythm game. Yeah, you have to hit press the buttons to the, to the, to the hits. Yeah. Um, well, Arxis made that game, and this is French bread. So like, just because they're like sort of emulating Grand Blue doesn't necessarily mean it's going to play exactly like it. Yeah. Um... Listen, best case, best case scenario. I'm we in get... full cope. <laughs> hopium. I'm, I'm, I'm huffing all the hopium for you two. Best, best case scenario. We get like, like uni style melty blood that looks like grand blue. Worst, I don't want that. Worst case scenario. We get grand blue. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I, I don't want this game to just be uni with a fate. Like, shouldn't you two be happy for what you're getting? Something a little entitled uh, right uh, now. I, mean, I am happy. I, I'm happy that working, I'm getting this game. We're working on very limited information, you know, so I'm, I'm willing but to just wait until more more information comes out. There is information that we can infer from the screenshots that have uh, come out from this because this game, I have a, I'm very worried that it is going to be similar to uh, a game like Uni or possibly even uh, DFCI compared to Melty Blood. Uh, and the reason why that you can tell this is because of how zoomed in the camera is. Um, okay, but like... Melty the Blood thing, is a... The thing with Melty Blood is that like Uni was meant to be like their test for Melty 2. Like Melty 2 was always going to be more like Uni. Sure. I like Melty and I like Uni. I don't know if I want... I don't want Melty Uni. Like... And, <laughs> There, there, there are things that are that I'm that I, I can see in this that I'm glad are still there. Moons are still in the game, which is something I was worried that they were actually going to remove. So we'll have different playstyles for characters. So that if it's as detailed as it is in current Melty, that the full roster, even if it's only ten characters, will actually be closer to thirty. So that it will be a pretty decent roster uh, just with three characters having very similar frame data. Um, 
there seems to be there's now auto combos in the game which is something that pretty much every fighting game adds now um or they add links those are the two things uh but other than that like we don't we can't really see the game we haven't seen it in motion we've just seen it moving around yeah i'm very uh, excited have visual novel story stuff uh and this is also releasing in the west that is the most important thing is unlike Tsukihime remake even though this is designed as a promotion towards it uh this is it's releasing probably easier to localize this yeah it is um because you don't have to add english voice acting um so yeah, this is this is very cool. I'm very excited for it. I will play it when it comes out, uh, and I will be and very... And call it bad. And I will call it... Eh, it's fine. It's not Melty Blood. But most importantly, the last thing I didn't mention, uh, it has rollback netcode. They confirm this has rollback netcode, which is very, very good. Because if this is running on the same engine as Uni is, then that means that Uni, uh, the Undernight uh, rollback is another step closer, uh, which is all I want. If Undernight has rollback netcode, I'm only gonna play that game uh i saw like murmurs that this might not come out on pc though for a while so the current release is only on consoles yeah Dewey, which ones uh uh modern ones probably uh, ps5 maybe ps4 i think they said ps4 i think they said ps4 uh xbox one and switch um now does it come out on windows game pass maybe but um as far, as far as right now, it does not have a PC release. That is uh, very common for French bread games, though. Every French bread game, except for Uniclear, has released six to eight months later on PC. And the reason Uniclear uh, didn't is because it was just a title update. It didn't actually... You didn't have to buy a new game. So all you two have to say about multiplayer. Yeah, no, that's um, it. I'm excited. I'm hyped. Game's game's gonna be cool i'm ready to play it and then once i get my hands on it then i'll make my actual opinion i want nero to be in the game he probably will be but i i still want him to be in the game because i play him he, he what about he the might blonde be... girl that's a cat arc ruined Ar- yeah arcs yeah, she'll arcs, be in. arcs in the screenshots okay just checking um, i'm still gonna be pissed if they take out the cats dude i mean they might imagine the cats being season pass they take two slots dude Necoark Chaos, dude. He's got to stay. All right. So Amazon has formed a new studio. Amazon Games, the creators of New World, The Crucible, uh, all sorts of other uh, amazing releases. They're, uh, they've opened up a new studio in Montreal that will focus on, quote, unquote, original AAA games. Great. Uh, and... And what better way to start with the most original project of all time, an online multiplayer game based on a new IP. We here at Amazon. Headed by Rainbow Six Siege Vets. So assuming, so, so most likely some sort of cooperative based shooter uh, with with uh, with uh, strategic elements. Um, this is either not going to happen or is going to be so bad it doesn't it gets unreleased yeah i was gonna just say, like uh, the crucible i'll try it they're the creators and uncreators of crucible <laughs> yeah the uncreators uh, no, I, how, does it, how does it feel to be one of the few the proud the people who played crucible yeah you played the crucible yeah no, we, we, I played we, crucible we played together. it together yeah it was oh you two are like 
you two are in a very elite class exclusive <laughs> there's only so many of you in the world That's true man that game was rough that game was really rough uh i have no expectations for this i don't care how much like talent you you chew up and spit out it doesn't matter yeah like your track like amazon's track record with video games is so bad right now that like i think they're wasting talent by buying the people on seats i mean that's that it's them and google they're just buying people up and wasting their talent well google has a very yeah. very good track record with video games stadia excuse me yeah amazon has luna luna <laughs> I'm told Luna is a good cloud gaming service. Uh, I'm told if that's it's, not an oxymoron. I don't I, know what is. I, 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 as I as I stated, it's playable. Stadia is not playable. Luna is playable. Yeah. No, awesome. Th- yeah. This is this is like not like I don't even care about this. Uh, we we got a lot of like big corporations doing some shit right now. So let's go ahead and talk yeah, about some do. of that. I. I wouldn't um, care normally. I just wanted to dunk on it. You, you can go ahead and go with your corporation first, Tabby, and then I'll go with my corporation after that. Gotcha. And then I'll, lead, I'll end with my corpo. All right. Uh, and then can I go with my government corporation after that? Government. Of course, Tabby. Uh, yeah, right. sure. So um, Microsoft is planning a buyout. Uh, is, or rumors right now is Microsoft is going to be buying out Discord for $10 billion. Uh, which makes sense. That's not a fake number, by the way. That is the real number they're saying. She didn't just make up some really big number. That is correct. Um, th- it actually makes sense logistically of why they would do this because they've already uh, they've already attempted to make Discord. They made Slack. No, that's not not Slack. Microsoft Teams. And Microsoft Teams is the worst piece of shit on the planet. Like it literally is just a worse Discord that's used for offices. So if they're just going to take that and use Discord's uh, Discord's interface and their like power behind it for like better quality, then sure, it'll it'll be a good way to go for the future. Um, Ten billion's a lot of money. It is. This is um, they're they're it's buying more. It's it's more than Bethesda. More than uh, Marvel and uh, Marvel and Star Wars combined for Disney. By two whole billion. Um, wasn't it like four or five years ago that Twitch bought Amazon or Amazon bought Twitch for like 900 million and people thought that was too much money? Yeah. No, they've made bank. They've made bank on that purchase. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, I mean, we all, maybe some of the younger people in the audience don't remember this, but before Discord, there was this little, there was this little, uh, little application, uh, voice over IP. You're right. Uh, Dolby thing. Axon. Shut up. This little voice over IP application called Skype. And Skype is what everybody used to talk to their friends through the internet. And it was a, it was a great piece of software, at least at the time. Yeah, it worked. And no, then Microsoft bought Skype and now suddenly it turned to shit. Who could, who, what, what? I I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. I actually had to use Skype recently for my interview with Ashif Hakik because it's just like what he had. So I'm like, ah, I got to download Skype. Oops. (laughs) Uh, I, I've since closed it every time I've opened my computer because it keeps trying to open. 
It's like it's like the 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 startup sound is kind of like the. <laughs> Oh my god! It's kind of like the Tim the Allen, Tim Allen the Tim Allen grunt. It kind of <laughs> is. If they made it the Tim Allen grunt, I'd reinstall Skype. Uh, <laughs> that's what it does when you close it. <laughs> Skype sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, Skype sucks. Uh, and if uh, basically what I'm trying to say is it's a cautionary tale, and if Microsoft buys Discord, it's Discord t- soon too could be suck um, more than it already is. I'm interested to see if Microsoft is doing this to try to implement Game Pass into it. They like, already they already have. <laughs> what do you mean? Y- yeah, I think it, if, it you're, kinda, if, if you're a Discord Nitro sub, you get three free months of Game Pass. What they're no, going but what to I'm do, saying is, do you think that they'll give Nitro with Game Pass? They'll 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 flip it around at that point. Maybe I think they will. Yeah. That would I think be, so if they maybe. did that. You know what they're also going to do? Because that's gonna, the end goal for Microsoft. They're going to put it getting... on. They're going to use it to replace their Xbox Party Chat. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's probably uh, a good thing. <laughs> it's probably a good the thing. The Xbox Party so, Chat is very bad. So, in, Is there it, a Discord app on PlayStation stuff? No. no. There's no Discord app on PlayStation. So adding, adding Discord to, a con- to, con- to uh, consoles would actually be really cool. Um, and that would make it a lot easier, especially now that we're in like a cross-play role. Like, there's people who I used to play Warzone with that... I would have to use the in-game mic system. Oh my god! Cross-plat like VoIP, like Discord parties would be so good, and I really wish they would do that. But like, I just know they won't. <laughs> I know that. Why? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Maybe because uh, other consoles don't have Game Pass. Yeah, it's like no. What? You you it's it. You just run the Discord application. You can join servers. Like you just make it. You just make it a function functional on. But would Microsoft make? I I think he's talking about like console yeah, apps. Yeah, I'm talking for, a, a, a console app for Discord. And if they did that, there's, I you know people like to argue about whether or not like the, they'll make Bethesda games exclusive. I think if they if they bought Discord, they would definitely make they 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 wouldn't outright say it, but they would integrate it, it for game for uh for microsoft consoles you know so. yeah no that's that's what i'm saying but i think that would be even for just microsoft consoles because most most people that i that i know at least play on xbox because that's just what they've had and so they just stick with it and they don't care about but you else. wouldn't be able to use whatever thing whatever discord thing they're using no i i don't think that's gonna be the case yeah, at all what i'm saying is like if i wanted to like cross plat like do like a like a discord party chat for like the the video game with my roommate upstairs ephraim he has an x-bone and i have a ps4 i don't think that that's gonna be Can like i a make thing it any happens. more obvious yes <laughs> no i i totally think that i i i think they will just implement it as a web browser as essentially a web browser that you can run I don't see a reason why they wouldn't just do that. Like, yeah, I don't know. You need to buy a console, an Xbox. They don't want you to buy a console. They want you to buy Game Pass. They've, they've said that. Phil Spencer has said that in an interview. They Phil Spencer says a lot of things in interviews. Yeah, he does. He sure does. I'm going to move on because uh, we've gone on about, you know, Discord is like trying to remove its gaming branding or it's it's been doing that. Yeah, good. Yeah, because it's trying to be—it's trying to replace Slack and Microsoft, and Microsoft Teams and stuff. 
it's giving us the fucking mascot's name is Wampus. Please just <laughs> I forgot. you know like, get Wampus. bought by Microsoft. See if I fucking care. Yo, hey, Master Chief. <laughs> you like you like <laughs> log in. You log in, and it's like Master Chief. He's like, oh, it looks like you don't have any friends. How about you finish the fight and make some? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what they're gonna do. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna implement Cortana into it. Oh no! Uh, Not the Halo character. No, I know what you mean. Siri equivalent. I'm very I'm familiar, familiar with Cortana. I'm very familiar with audience. making sure yeah. I turn off Cortana on every device that that I have. Uh, hey, Cortana. <laughs> nice try. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to the next one. Uh, Bite Dance. Are you familiar with Bite Dance? Anyone? Name sounds no. familiar. So Byte, this isn't even... Byte Dance is a Chinese company. They own TikTok. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, TikTok is an app that yeah, children use. Why are you explaining TikTok? <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so they are um, kind of moving into the realm of uh, video games. They are kind of trying to step to Tencent in a way. Um, they purchased, uh, under the name Newverse Game... Uh, Mobile Legends, uh, which is a, um, yes, a very, very, very big mobile very game. Very good name. Uh, that is blatantly using the League of Legends font <laughs> as its logo. All, all, all mobile games just use Yes, but everything. anyway, this is uh, the biggest mobile MOBA, like, just right now. It's one of the most popular sm- smartphone MOBAs. Um, and this is, like... This is this is ByteDance's like big move into gaming in China, and they've hired like three thousand people, and they're like, we're gonna start acquiring shit, like a lot of shit, and we're gonna start like making games and stuff. So, get scared. So get animated. Fear us. We are buying stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's uh that's interesting to me. I don't know like how this will affect things because like right now like gaming in china is 10 cent right like that's it's them right so uh, it's it, well, that's that's them for getting international games yeah and the thing is is, is bite dance is is kind of like kind of getting into that and bite dance is fucking gigantic huge i've never heard of any of these you know they 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 own the most popular social media platform right yeah. now. Um, and they, they they own TikTok. Yeah, and they they um they hired like a a bunch of like they they basically sniped a bunch of people from like tech firms like like Alibaba and Tencent and like Baidu and stuff like that. And they're they're just they're putting together an ace team, guys. Um, but yeah, no, that I'm so. <laughs> Ah, never mind. I'm, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I fucking talking about? What? Mobile games? Oh my god! They're the future. You can plug your controller into your phone now. You can plug your phone into your Xbox. True. You can plug your you can plug your headphones into your phone, which you can plug into your <laughs> Nintendo Switch, Switch Pro <laughs> controller using the Nintendo Switch app to communicate with your teammates in Splatoon Two. Yes, and Splatoon Three. And Splatoon three, presumably when that comes out. Well, yeah, no, I mean this is this is just like people who are interested in like what China has to do with gaming and whatnot. This is this is something to follow because this is a very big company making very big moves. And okay, Noel, 
fine. I'll care. Yes. It's big news. Please, please care, Tectonic. Please, somebody care. Um, I care and all. Yes. Anyway, you know Tencent like is is primary shareholder in League of Legends, Tectonic. No, they oh, own. Yeah, I'm well aware. They own a one hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, cool. Yes. Anyway, Tencent is League of Legends. They also. That means they also. If if they own all of League of Legends, that means they own they own Riot, which means yes. they own Project L. Yes, they do. <laughs> Project L. Yes. So uh, jokes on them. Um. All right. Here's my here's my corpo news. Uh, it actually it probably would have made more sense to talk about this after the Discord thing, but uh. Uh, yeah, Xbox Xbox Live is rebranding. They're they're now just they're gonna be called the Xbox Network. Um, why you two probably why? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think if I had to guess, I would I would assume it's because live is it maybe maybe it's like a confusing term for people for for like zoomers nowadays wait, wait you mean like well, especially like xbox like like microsoft naming things confusingly that's really interesting well the thing is is that i don't agree i think xbox live is a fine name and honestly it's like it's like the it's like the name well really, i could so. i could see it uh it being an issue because um for, uh, Xbox doesn't. You don't need Xbox Live Gold to play free to play games online. Xbox anymore. Live Gold is a very stupid name. So maybe, <laughs> no, maybe Xbox this... Live Gold and Xbox Live Silver are like easy. It's too. It's it's easy to understand. Why are there two plans? <laughs> well, one doesn't cost anything, and one does. What? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, why call silver anything if you can't? Make, play online because it's make lesser sure, than gold make sure you subscribe to journalism not guaranteed gold you can subscribe to journalism not guaranteed silver for free but is that what the is that yeah, what the patreon's yeah. called the youtube's journalism yeah. not guaranteed journalism, silver yeah the patreon yeah we're yeah the, this the channel is just called journalism not guaranteed silver it gives you all access to all journalism not guaranteed episodes except for journalism not guaranteed gold exclusive episodes <laughs> on journalism not guaranteed gold exclusive episodes it's 9.99 a month or or 59.99 a year to uh to gain access to it and with that you get all sorts of wonderful content like uh the scrapped audio for our oh for god our, uh, our sinks <laughs> uh we our bonus our bonus monthly podcast where we more like oh god what do we do more like boneless monthly podcast <laughs> <laughs> You 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 you'll get access to our commentary tracks over video games that we play in a Skype in a, in a Discord call. In a Skype call. We'll tell you what we'll t- we'll tell you what games we played this week. I'll review Boys Abyss. It'll be great. <laughs> um, is that where the Boys Abyss podcast? Oh going? God, please! Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not a Boys. We're not doing a Boys Abyss podcast. Can we do one hundred girlfriends? Fucking read that shit though. Can we do a hundred no. girlfriends podcast? Only when I get a hundred girlfriends. <laughs> Can we do one billion wives podcast? I don't know about it's, that one. You know that show. You know that show. The hundred good deeds of Eddie McDowd. No. Uh, well, yeah. The, the one hundred girlfriends of Tectonic <laughs> <laughs> and that's the title, my friends. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. We no. Like to have uh, fun here. Yeah. So X, <laughs> Xbox Extended Universe. Very interesting. I guess. Is it? I don't know. No, it's really not. But it's also it's 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 kind of yeah, news. It's news. It's it. I mean, Xbox Live is a pretty big deal yeah. name. 
Uh, yeah. It's almost synonymous with like online gaming. I would even go as far as to call it iconic, and I'm like an old man waving his cane right Kinda, now. Kinda, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I don't really get it, but like you do you, fucking whoever's doing this. Who who decide who makes these decisions? Like, can we like, can we get him on the pod? Phil Spencer. I'm gonna believe it's, it's Phil Spencer. When in doubt, Phil Spencer. You think, can we get Phil Spencer on the podcast? You think Phil Spencer would come on the pod? I feel like he goes to lesser he, people. Less, oh, Tabby. Who's yeah, lesser? like that Xbox, the Xbox podcast that IGN does. They go talk to that guy. That's IGN. IGN. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you think IGN fucking sucks. A... First of all, we get half their news. We get half our no, news from them. So no, no, no. You, fucking, you don't understand. Know your I, place. I don't. You understand. I don't think IGN is below us. I think that guy who runs that podcast is below us. I'm cutting Maybe this morally, out. But, anyway, but, but he definitely. <laughs> Keeping the part about us taking their, our news from them. Yes, yes, that's funny. It's true. Um, <laughs> okay, Don't you censor me. You had you had something else, Tabby. Does anybody want to talk about anything else before I get sad? I just want to just ask. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if if you're gonna get sad, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about. I almost said something funny, but <laughs> it's not. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's fucked up. Uh, but b- Balen Wonderworld. It releases like tomorrow or something. It it's got some problems. Uh, we all know that. However, maybe uh, we uh, we even underestimated the amount of problems that this game has. Uh, I don't think anyone expected this to have uh, the Balan Wonderworld to have uh, an epilepsy problem. Um, this similar thing happened to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. All right, I'm going to start when, watching this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Null and Tabby haven't seen this clip yet, so go to 1240 oh my Null God. in the video. All right, I'm pulling and, it up and, now. Tell me when to click. And uh, uh, oh, do it Do it now. Do it now. I have to Live watch reaction. that again. Holy shit. Oh, what? Why? What are they doing? <laughs> so... What? So if you have if if you have a history with epilepsy in any way, do not watch this fucking video yes. because this is this like it flashes white against like a super colorful back background extremely fast. This is the crazy. I had to look away. Like I had to cover I, the screen for a bit because I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! I. It looks like a bug. I have to assume it, it, that it's a bug. I would assume that was the capture card freaking out. Oh, like, you know what? It could could well. Um, I feel like they would have they would have mentioned that if it was the capture card. Wait, wait. Since that tweet went live, I've had numerous people reach out, including developers and other QA devs, saying that they aren't epileptic, but they felt odd after watching. Yeah, I don't blame them. This is like this is like as bad as that episode of Pokemon where yeah. Pikachu uses Thunderbolt on, with like the Porygon or whatever, and it, and it caused like hundreds of Japanese kids to go to hospitals and that's shun not, the Porygon forever. That that feels like a bug. Like it it's specific- it looks it looks vi- like visually it looks like a bug. Just like from the way the graphics look like after the flashing is done, it it looks like some sort of some sort of fuck up. But even still, if that's in the game at launch, even after the the day one patch, holy shit! Yeah, that's As it, it, the gift that keeps on giving. I'm trying desperately to have like to to find like a comment of somebody defending Balan Wonderworld for this, but I can't find it. 
You're no. not gonna find it. No, this is like this game has been like a punching bag for no, like everyone. No, I know, but there's always like one guy I'm who's it again. there's always one guy who's like, you know, dude, it's not that bad, dude. Jeez. Just like close your eyes. Good lord. Uh, yeah, it's no. insane. Oh my god, the fu- and then like right after it, you just see like a clip of of John Ballon like doing like a leap, and then like when he lands, he just like stops dead in his tracks. It looks so bad. Yeah. Uh, oh man, poor game. <laughs> poor Yuji Naka needs a win. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah. That's I hope they rectify this, or it is just a glitch. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's that's all besides your news, Tabby, right? All right. Is this so the last thing that you have real quick before we There's like, what one is, other thing. Yeah, what is here. what is this thing right here? Oh, I'm, two other things. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah talk so about those things is, first. So first off, uh there was a new trailer for Vaporware game Atomic. Or Atomic Heart, Never sorry, that's the full name. Atomic Heart was claiming to be this like <sighs> Are you know the Fallout setting? Like the Fallout setting pre-apocalypse, it was that in Russia, but a Bioshock game. That's what it was going to be. And they have gameplay footage of it out. This game has been in development, I think, for like seven years. I remember hearing about it forever gone. It was supposed to release in 2018, and it just never has. And they're just like, outside of like end of last year where they finally showed some gameplay of it and it looks actually like fine it looks pretty serviceable they've just been showing these like super cinematic trailers that are like literally just 4k cg renders man this this generation really loves just like zooming in on people's faces to show every single pore like yeah <laughs> that's, that's what gets uh, the stop. people I'm going. I'm self-conscious. Don't do that to me. It's yeah, so, my pores. My, my pores. It's like, I have oh, great pores. I'm, I'm looking so. at this cut scene, and you can see like every individual nose hair coming out of his like nose. It's like... No Bobobo game with which, realistic <laughs> nose physics? Which you won't see on medium settings when this game finally launches. That's all your, your, your Xbox can run it on. And they are taking pre-orders right now for Xbox One and PS4. They are claiming this game will run on those systems, and I don't believe them. Um, it's got to be compliant with the PS5, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this game, it's it's coming out eventually, maybe. We don't know. Soon uh, TM. I'll play it, though. It looks interesting. It's on my Steam wish list. As soon as it drops on PC, I'm going to buy it. Like, uh, And we'll get that review when it comes. Um, the second thing is... Um, are either of you familiar with Super Seducer? Yeah. So the, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is this this isn't the sad news? This but, is not the sad. But, this but is, I forgot about. This is so sad. This, so very you, very sad. sad. It is actually sad. Super Seducer. For those of you who are unaware, is like this like how to be a how to how to woo it's the like ladies a game. game. It's a pickup artist game. But the guy knows, like he knows what he's doing at a certain level when it comes to it. Yeah. I, at least I feel like so he has these like oh pick your options are A B or C and it's like oh I love your jacket or whip your dick out at the date <laughs> at, well, at the dinner table just whip it out and start swinging it around or like hey babe your your pussy looks tight and he's just like French guy saying it it's really funny hey, babe, actually you got the bum and pussy, pussy. Um, this, I is like, this is like streamer bait game. It's a streamer bait game, but it's fun. It's it makes for funny videos. I've watched them. Um, it's good training. It's good training. Uh, yeah, but it's it kind of sucks that Steam's banning it because they didn't ban the first two, and 
Presumably, now, that, now fans that use Steam will never get to finish the series. Epic Games exclusive. I don't know oh, if it actually fuck. is, but that would, that oh, would be hilarious. No, that, that would be a fucking <laughs> sick grab. Uh, I would know, honestly I, be like, you know what? Hats off to you, Tim. I actually haven't <laughs> looked at uh, anything since then. Yeah, is there any like reason of like why it was uh, removed? Th- so, so Valve states it will not ship sexually explicit images of real people. How sexual are we talking? It, it, Valve has always been they, like ever since they allowed porn games on on Steam, they've been really like finicky about uh or or or, or like inconsistent with with the way they like decide to choose what sort yeah. of porn games they let on Steam. Uh well, there was that. Where's there was that one? There's that one porn game that was coming out recently that's not allowed on Steam. But I think that may that doesn't doesn't necessarily have to do with the porn, and more has to do with the part about boiling water and uh and and unmentionable places. Right. That game's fucked up. So maybe, um, maybe they shouldn't put that one on Steam. But they, Super they Seducer is like, oh my god, whatever. Who cares? Um. But yeah, that's it. It's just kind of sad. Uh, that game is really harmless. It has a censored version, and they'd even declined to just make the censored version the default of it. So yeah, no, it, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm reading through this, and it's like they, uh, uh, the guys, Richard, what's Richard L- Laruna, right? Yeah, yeah. He like he's like talking to Steam, and he's like, "Hey, like I'll take a hacks out of this game and remove anything you want me to remove. Like that's fine." And they're just like, "Hey, we're not going to sell this game or re reevaluate it." Like so. I could definitely see, like, no, I can't. I'm going to stop saying that sentence because it would be like, yeah, in 2008 on the Xbox 360, then, like, yeah, I would see this game not releasing, but. Um, yep. Uh, that's it. That's, that's everything except for the All last right, thing. Take me which, to Iraq. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, for. We talked about this I earlier. Go to Iraq. Uh, for the game Six Days in Fallujah. The game that was supposed to be released in the early Xbox 360 generation about Operation Desert Storm. Uh, at least I think it's Op- Desert Storm, right? Uh, the, early 2000s Middle Desert, East conflict. Desert Storm is the 90s. They call it Iraqi Freedom. Oh, Iraqi, yeah, Iraq Evasion. I think it's Iraqi um, Liberation or some shit like that. But. So, Six Days in Fallujah is really just showing itself more and more that this is Department of Defense-funded propaganda to try to get people to join the military. But it's also, like... And it just skirts around them committing war crimes, but showing you commit war crimes. So, it is a... What it looks like, a bad tactical shooter. Like, it looks worse than Insurgency. And Insurgency... I mean, Insurgency is actually really good. But, it, like, it looks worse than SWAT 4 when it comes to tactical shooter stuff. And that game came out, like, 2004, I think. Um, where you are patrolling around the uh, the town of Fallujah as a part of this, uh, this squad of... Let me get this guy's name. Uh, Sergeant Jason Kyle. He was one of the, one of the squad leaders there. He was uh, a real guy. These are all. It's based off a of real people about a about a squad. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot this was twelve a and ended with four. Um, uh, how how what how how um how long of a period of time did this uh, event take place? Fallujah was a fourteen day event, I believe. Wait, wait a minute, fourteen days. 
Yeah, this I think they're ripping us off. It might days. have been six, or I, I, don't, I don't know the full story actually. Yeah. Uh, in regards to all that, like I just know that I can look at this game and I can see but, like okay, but the game's called Six Days in Fallujah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is a segment of time within that that period of time. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, I, but basically, there is um, uh, Rami Asmali, or I believe that's I can never pronounce Ishmael. his name. I'm. Ishmael, thank you. Um, my Call apologies. I don't like you, but my apologies. Um, the, he made a whole thread going into a lot of detail onto this um, with a much better than what I can actually provide. What what I can tell you is that around a minute and 30 seconds into the trailer, or a minute and 40, my apologies, you do your dumb squad, go, uh, alpha squad, go blue. And then they uh, uh, the AI miraculously clips through a wall to stack up on a door. Well, at least it's showing you real footage. Um, and then you, um, <laughs> you shoot your, uh, your gun, your fully automatic rifle into a window of a house without knowing if there's actual targets in there. Oh, just some uh. random house you're just shooting into. You're just committing a war crime in your video game, but it's okay because they don't call it a war crime because they're because you killed a terrorist on the outside of it, so there could be a terrorist in there. Uh, and then you break into the house. They have a bunch of interviews with the um, the surviving members uh, in this whole like six minute clip. Uh, and then you you break into there, and then you go up on the roof and you shoot more terrorists. That the only audible thing that you could actually hear. Um, in their native language, which I don't know the exact proper pronunciation for, so I'm just going to say their native language uh, is Alu Akbar, no. which is very. Um, that's the line, Bart. That's the line, Bart. Uh, apparently, the dialogue was too muddled uh, for uh, for Ramy to determine whether or not if it's if it's even accurately scripting it to the like local dialects or anything like that. So. We don't know that, but what I do know is that at the end of the trailer, you go, you like kick the door down into this basement and there's just a family living under there. Yeah. And you just, you just kind of like you point your gun at them and then the the thing ends and it's like, uh, you know, this is a very, very clearly have the option to just shoot them. Just go down there. You see some people and you just fucking shoot them. Yeah. Uh, This this is, this is like a very sensitive like topic and game because like, Unlike a Call of Duty, which many people like to bring up when talking about this game, is that this is a game centered on like real life events that actually happened from like a U.S. centric yes. position. Um, uh, my 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 issues with this game, like right now as it stands, is that like the the back and forth on this game isn't meant to be political to like this game is going to be political to like, we're not going to showcase war crimes to like, we're going to showcase war crimes. And like, it's, it's very unclear. Uh, like what the game is supposed to be. It's supposed to be just like a retelling of events, like told by like us soldiers. But like, I mean, I know it's clear that it's like, this is like the de- department of defense, like funded, but I mean, so it's no, you don't understand. It's a roguelike. It is a roguelike. They, they, just like the yeah. real Fallujah. They do so have, in, like, in the, generated in, cities. That's kind of strange. Yeah, in, in, the, in the middle of this trailer, before they go, uh, they have you, um, uh, after they have you committing the first war crime before the second in the span of five minutes, um, 
they talk about how it's like, you know, once you, once you get into a house, you don't know, you don't know what the layout's going to be. You look to the left, you look to the right, you could be in the, they're in the trees. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so they say because of that, the game's procedurally generated. So all the houses are going to be some combination of rooms that you have to breach and clear and shoot unarmed civilians. Like this, this game realistically like at first when i first heard about it knowing nothing about what the, the this game actually entailed i was like great sure whatever this game shouldn't exist yeah you know i'm not convinced it will to be honest it's yeah it's it's really there, there's a chance it could get canned again i just i wouldn't be surprised i don't even like it's never going to hold the gravity that it like that they want it to hold you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like you know, from an artistic standpoint, I guess like like sad, but whatever. Uh, you know. Yeah, I just I this game is very like. I know it's 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 now the meme. I'm going to play this game because I do want to actually report back on it in the podcast when it comes out. Because if this game just ends up being terrible, then I want to. I mean, I'm going to clown on it regardless, but I want to clown on it to its maximum efficiency. Yeah. Um, also, there's most likely going to be no mention of white phosphorus. So no, they yeah. he's he specifically said that he's not going to showcase those events, despite them actually happening. You know. Yep. If you want this game, play Spec Ops of the Line. That's the or not. I heard that game's not that good either. I mean, okay. I don't like the gameplay of it, but I think story-wise, it handles actually, these I've actually, better. Okay, like, I, I've heard that, like, Spec Ops the line is not as bad as people make it out to be. Um, from what you I've like heard... as it, a game or, like, as a statement? As as a game and, like, as a statement. <laughs> like, like, both. Well, there's only one person I hear that really shits on Spec Ops yeah. the line. Is it me? No. No. It's a oh. friend of the show. But um, friend of the show, who, who whose name is who whose name it gets censored by uh it's true. by the the editor. I have all well, the he's power. also like he's also like saying like this game is sick as well, isn't he? I don't know. I actually haven't heard him talk about I don't it. Think so I but regardless, spec out the line like whatever. Six days in Fallujah, whatever. <laughs> it's you know, I I don't know how much like. Six Days in Fallujah is going to like have to say in 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 the way that like Spec Ops had to say about about things like that, you know? Yeah. Especially when you go on like interviews and be like, "We're not trying to make a political statement <laughs> in our game." It's like, why say that in our game about <laughs> Operation Iraqi Liberation <laughs> during yeah. the siege of Fallujah? <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's that's the new. What's what's in the past? What's 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 going on with that? What is that? All the news? Is it time for a a, a link to the past? A link to the past. We're going we're going back in time, everyone. Uh, hopefully, the the guy I asked to to use this return of the mac parody song reached out to me by the time null edits this podcast and we can use it for this section as we go to the past and review uh, the shitty games that suck ass 
A link to the past. Here we go. A link to the past. Starts the show. A link to the past. Give your all. You know the schemes of life. You won't fall. A link to the past. Save the world. <laughs> Oh god! I'm gonna die. Uh, no, you might have to cut all that out. No, it's going in. Um, Fuck you, yes! You have all more right. old news than all of us, so go ahead and go with your first one or second. Yeah, one. Uh, I was I was kicking it kind of light compared to last week because because um, we gotta make room. We gotta make way. Yeah. For the Gizmondo. Now, uh, two weeks it. ago, I said. Two weeks ago, I said at the end of the podcast that that to that people should look forward to the last week's episode. I that was referring to the Gizmondo's release date, and when I was looking at the clock at the time, I assumed that it was exactly a week out, but I was wrong. It uh, on the nineteenth of March in two thousand and five, the Gizmondo released to the public. The Gizmondo was a handheld uh, gaming device. I uh, retail for uh, I believe 300 250 bucks and uh, and the thing is with the Gizmondo is that it was like supposed to be like almost like a home media sort of like PDA thing kind of as well as play games uh and it also had this like honestly feature that was like really ahead of its time in a bad way uh where you could pay less for the device uh, in exchange for having it run ads to you. Oh, what God. the fuck the, is... No, I'm serious. This is real. Uh, the thing is, is that that feature never got off the ground. <laughs> so I believe you could have just bought like, Gizmondo for cheap, for cheaper than retail and just never get ads for it. You know, for all those, all those Gizmondos Tech, do out you, there. Do you still have a Gizmondo? I never had a Gizmondo. How much are, you thought how I much had, are they? Nowadays, I'm checking right um, now. I'm gonna buy a Gizmondo yeah, live. What What was the thing you played Flesh Casmer on? Oh, uh, that's the that's the GP3X canoe. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks for reminding me about that. Maybe I'll put that in the news. Um, the uh, no, when you're looking for Gizmondos, uh, a, a fair warning: Gizmondos are literally melting. Yeah, there's the, like. The only one I can buy on eBay is three hundred and six dollars from Poland. It's the P. It's and it's the it's the PSP. That's what you're telling. They me. they sold yeah exactly. They they only sold twenty five thousands thousand of these, and they are melting. And the reason they are melting is because they're mostly made out of that out of that soft rubber material you put that like people use as like grips for a lot of what. For a lot of electronics and stuff, it's mostly oh that. That's God. So, so that coupled with like hardware, you know, like electronics, it it's melt. It's just <laughs> fucking. It's, it's turning into goop <laughs> right in front of our eyes. The the Gizmondo is insane. It, it's its best selling game is a game called Sticky Balls. Um, and I'm not. I haven't even said like the craziest part yet. Like, uh, when this game launched, there was, like, a huge launch party for it, and the guy responsible for it, or, or like, in charge of the company that, like, released the Gizmondo, it was, like, this, he's this, like, fucking insane party animal, and he got all these celebrities to show up to this launch party for the Gizmondo. And, the, and like, the best, the, the, the craziest part about this story 
is that the guy got arrested for connections to the Swedish mafia and the Gizmondo. Like, the funding of the Gizmondo is linked to the Swedish mafia. Is it the Swedish mafia or is it the Swedish house mafia? No relation to the Swedish house mafia, Man, the Gizmodo had SSX3 on it. Gizmondo. Gizmondo is a website. But I always mix up the two. Okay. No, All I'm right. looking so at these canceled wanna... games, and I just want to mention Conflict Desert Storm 2, uh, Halo Combat oh, Evolved, no. <laughs> Mecha so, Tomb Raider, Rayman. I, I decided to go look up uh, Mr. Carl Freer, the ex-CEO, or I the, believe the, in, never mind. the ex-head of, um, of Gizmondo, uh, produced by Tiger Electronics. Didn't know that. That's very funny. Um... So we're just going to read down his Wikipedia page of the section known as legal issues. Um, he has been arrested in Sweden, Spain, Germany, the UK, and the US under aliases Eric <laughs> Johnson and Brian Littleton. <laughs> uh, his business partners, Stefan Eriksson and Mikhail L. Jungman, uh, have both accused him, accused him of fraud due to the Gizmondo. Hey, uh, we got exactly what we asked for when he released the Gizmondo. That's all I'm saying. Uh, da, 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 da. Apparently, those people. Oh, wait, wait. That first guy I mentioned was arrested on the sp- suspicion of embezzlement, grand theft auto, drunken driving, cocaine possession, weapon charges stemming from a Magnum handgun encountered during the search. Um, plea bargained out of it though. Uh, yeah, all these dudes just have like crimes attached to them. That's very funny. And not like petty crimes, uh, but like legit, like legit fucking crimes. crimes. <laughs> uh, so Carl Freer was at the helm of Gizmondo Europe Limited during the biggest fraud inge- inve- during the biggest company fraud investigation in recent British history, totaling two hundred and fifteen million pounds. I knew I brought the gift. Uh, in two thousand five, <laughs> so he was fined one hundred and thirty five thousand pounds in a court in Stuttgart, Germany, for canceling check payments and transaction with a car dealership. Uh, he for cl- Ferrari, right? Uh, it doesn't say, uh, but he okay. claims the canceled checks were because he thought he, uh, he was being sold stolen cars. Oh, of course. Uh, in 2006, no charges were filed after Los Angeles police found a collection of 12 rifles and four handguns at his house. In an investigation that led to his arrest on suspicion of impersonating a San Gabriel Valley Transit Authority police officer to buy a 44 Magnum handgun. Where is this guy from? Sweden. He's he's like fucking John McAfee. <laughs> he is. He kind of is. He kind of is like John McAfee, but obviously not as high profile. At least uh, nowadays. Authorities dropped the investigation after Freer established that he did not impersonate a police officer and showed a valid gun permit. Yeah. Uh, in 2009, the law firm Patton Boggs uh, accused him of the Civil RICO Act against Get Gung Fu Carl Freer. Get against some company called Get Fugu. Yeah, Rico is the uh, like American act that allowed them to finally like start like getting like mob leaders. Yeah, uh, because like originally like y- you couldn't be charged as like the leader of of like a mafia because you just you didn't commit any crimes. Your your people did, and then they finally like came out with the Rico Act. They're like, okay, we can now charge people who tell people to commit crimes in mass. Get Fugu and Freer counter counter sued. That's Pat insane. And Boggs. That yeah. 
can we, for defamation and malicious prosecution. Can we move on from this? This is a little... Uh, yeah, this is just very funny. Yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, so the Gizmondo, uh, literally melting, funded by the, the Swedish mafia, uh, the greatest handheld to exist. What about the Ouya? Ouya's not a handheld. The Ouya wasn't ah, a handheld. Fuck. Is this better than the so, end, you know, is this better than the end gauge or worse? Better than the end gauge. It's clearly. more interesting <laughs> than the end gauge. Oh god. <sighs> so, do, who who wants who wants to follow up the Gizmondo? Tabby, you no, got you it. Wanna? I it's dare you. Tabby. Oh, I got it. All right. So um, there was an article written. Uh, which I thought was very interesting, uh, back on March 23rd, 2010, uh, from Russ McLaughlin, who apparently still works for IGN and also works for Oculus now, um, talking about uh, game prices, because this was right during the... Uh, a couple years after the price increase from 50 to 60 uh, for, you know, the big budget games and all that. And he's talking about... Honestly, he's he's very ahead of his time in regards to all this. Cause he's talking about like, why should games be $60? Like I knew he's like, I get, you know, call of duty makes sense that it's $60, but like why are smaller titles not 40, which is something that we've been seeing more and more frequently now. Um, okay. I, th- I thought you were saying like, he's ahead of his time and that he's a fuckwit who wants more expensive. Games. No, he, he's actually on the side of, we should be charging less for smaller games. Which is oh, surprising and, you know, to come from a, a game journalist. Um, and he only talks to, he like interviewed one person about this because he mentions Call of Duty a lot, um, specifically because he uh, of um, he starts to talk about uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred and the crash, the the video game crash, and then he talks about Activision Blizzard and how like you know Call of Duty for the first three months is sixty dollars, but then it drops to forty as soon as the Christmas season is over. Um, and he goes and he talks to Bobby Kotick about this. Bobby Kotick being the, I don't know if he, he still is the CEO of Activision Blizzard, I believe. He is. He got a, he got a gazillion dollar raise yes. last week. Um, when they laid off the esports division. A gazillion dollar raise. It's some ridiculous amount. Yeah. And so, so he goes and talks, uh, and talks to Bobby Kotick about it. Uh, and Bobby Kotick is saying back in 2010, we should be charging people $70 for video games, which is oh, like, you got your wish, Bobby, they were, you piece of they shit. were trying to raise seven, like they were trying to raise it to $70 for call of duty modern warfare too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, and the, this guy's whole defense against that is, is like, well, you know, in this age now that we have where y- if you want to charge us $60, $70 for a game, sure. Don't charge us for the DLC for it, though. Because, for for the the example he gives is uh, Fallout 3, which, at the time, if you bought everything new, which it would have been around when it was still brand, you could still get new copies of it, it would have cost you $110 to get everything, the game and the DLC. You know what? And so he's just like, well... you, You know what I got to say to you, Russ McLaughlin? Let me tell you something, Russ. All right. Come to the show. More expensive games, less content, more expensive DLC. Eh? I like the cut of your jib, Null Toxicity. <laughs> How would you like to direct the upcoming 
Overwatch 2. <laughs> um, yeah, he just sort of, this article is actually, I, I, I find it really interesting that this was written back in 2010, because a lot of these points I feel like are still, are, are now what people are sort of saying about what the price increase to 70 that uh, companies like Take-Two and Sony are trying to push with the PlayStation 5 generation. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's neat. Uh, and he also predicted the future of this isn't going to happen. They're going to start giving you, they're going to charge you, they're going to charge you more money for less content and give you more DLC. Yes. Yeah, it's terrible. Everything's terrible. Thank you. 2010. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, 20- uh, he, he also suggests that he's like, you know, you know, even if games get more expensive, you can always rent them. So he's wrong about a couple things. <laughs> Hey, Gamefly still exists? Question mark? Which place? Gamefly? Listen, if, if you're watching... Gamefly if you're, does still exist, yeah. If you're listening yeah. to this podcast, okay. ignore what Tabby just said and tell me if Gamefly just still exists in the comments. No, Gamefly it, it exists to the level of I see cheap-ass gamer make tweets about Tabby, like... We, Tabby, we need engagement. You, you, we need them. We need them to comment. We need for some them reason. to tell us if GameFly is real. Okay, listen, everybody, disregard everything about GameFly and cheap ass gamer. All right, we just need to know. <laughs> we don't have computers. We're recording on like iPhones. Uh, okay, uh, so I'm gonna go I'm ahead. I'm recording on vinyl. <laughs> I can't wait for I can't wait for the vinyl exclusive episode. That's for gold members. That's true. That's like that's that's, that's gotta be for, that's platinum. for platinum members. No, yeah. is that wait? Is there an Xbox Live? Platinum? No, but if you sign up for for the for the journalism not guaranteed credit card, you get a platinum oh, no. subscription. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm game, liking I'm liking this like payment game, plan. Wasn't it like GameStop Platinum? Was that the thing? Uh, it was GameStop Pro. The GameStop right? Pro. Oh, I still Pro. got my card okay. from that from 2011. I never paid into uh, that. I thought it was a scam. Actually, that's not true. I paid into it for a little bit. I got enough points to buy like Skyrim underwear, and then I got them, and then I stopped paying for it. Uh, I used it to buy a pair of Control Freaks. Oh, Control Freaks! Hell yeah! I got Game Informer. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's kind of cool, I guess. I like Game Informer. I used Remember to gaming magazines. I used to, I used to read Game Informer all the time. <laughs> when I when I didn't have a phone, it was my it was my bathroom magazine. True. Remember bathrooms? Uh, March twentieth, two thousand six. On the Xbox three hundred and sixty, uh, created by Microsoft Corporation, Oblivion: The Elder Scrolls Four released. Uh, that game Damn. is it's very fucking game. good. I really love that game. Uh, also, horse armor DLC. Discuss. Fuck. Yeah. Horse armor DLC. Bobby Kotick loves horse armor DLC. <laughs> Bobby Kotick had nothing to do with the horse armor DLC. No, but conceptually, he loves it. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he's into it for put, take, putting the foot in the door in DLC in general. Yeah, no, I, I remember, like, the, the time that Oblivion was, like, coming out is like a really big time for like dlc in general and just like it's such a great game so fun so much stuff in it what other game is you ever watched what other game is like like oblivion in 2006 none i tell you none is oblivion the one that you had to you know it's morrowind morrowind's the one that 
that turned off the Xbox yeah. and loading screens. They figured that out by the time Oblivion came out on the 360. Um, uh, and while, while Oblivion wasn't Oblivion like Xbox exclusive, it was preferable to play it on Xbox because you couldn't buy the DLC on the PlayStation 3 for the Xbox because it oh, had no, no store. <laughs> Uh, so you had to go out. Didn't you they had to used go out to use like, like a discs. literal web browser page? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. D- didn't the PS3 use like literal a literal web browser page? Probably yeah. on the PS Store yep. for like a long time. Yeah, That's it funny. didn't have trophies for a long no, it's time. it's not existing. Yeah, trophy they, um, trophy should have never been added. Well, I don't have a brain disease. I don't either. So, but there's people who do, and those people need help. I like. Well, whatever. I like achieve. They're gonna fall into something stupid. I like achievements. I I think they're cool. Um, they're fine. I like I like achievements when they're like integrated into the game system. When it's like do this thing, then you get some like in game reward for it. No, you know, I'll be honest. Actually, I don't really care about those. I care. I like shovel knight had those built in, and I was like, oh, whatever. I care. I care way more about like like my Steam profile saying that I one hundred percent of the game than I care about like in-game achievements I'm actually going to be 100%ing Skyrim sometime soon I don't know when that is but I I bought it on Steam to do that so Skyrim or Oblivion Todd Howard wins again (laughs) what what was that tech? Skyrim or Oblivion like oh geez like uh I think Oblivion. 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 I, I think that like Skyrim kind of casualized a lot of like things, uh, and isn't that what Oblivion did tomorrow? Yes, which is why like as we go back, like if we were to say Oblivion and Morrowind, I'd say Morrowind. But I like Daggerfall. <laughs> oh, nah, eh. You don't exist. Um. Yeah. No. Oblivion is probably cooler. It has like more interesting like progression system. You can like fuck up your character. I like having the ability to make my character bad on accident. And in Skyrim, you can't really do that. Yeah, it's I, sick. Well, I played quite a bit of Oblivion. I never beat the game because I never did the main story. Uh, but uh, I never figured out how to level up. <laughs> it's very interesting that this you have to, like, combat go to just sleep. allowed that to happen. So you could just be like, yeah, I just won't sleep. Well, whenever I was in trouble, I would usually just... You know, turn on God mode. Yeah, turn the difficulty down. But like, cringe. Even if you were level one, like the game care. was just like super easy because the enemies never scaled. So yeah. it's like, I, it's just like people would like get to the end of the game and they're like, "What do you mean? Have you leveled out? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Have you ever? No, have you seen that like four hour video on Oblivion? Mm, uh. Is it the one that's like... Well, what's it called? It's just called The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion Retrospective. It's it's by some guy like called Will Likes to Play Yeah, games. I think I watched something like that. I don't know if I watched that one in particular, though. Uh, why? Did you watch it? It's a pretty good video. Yeah, I did. I, I watched it a little while ago. It's not really... It's... it's I, I don't want to call it clickbait or anything because he mostly talks about... Ob- oblivion but a lot of it is devoted to elder scrolls in general yeah and just like i I feel like it's really hard to talk about just like one game without bringing out the other ones and like talking about them in in in, uh, respect to each other uh 
because you got to have like the point of reference, I think. Yeah. One interesting thing I'd like to bring up about uh, the Elder Scrolls was an exploit that I'm like very fond of. There was a DLC called Frost Crag Spire, and um, it was just like one of those home DLCs. It was like a really cool wizard's tower. You could get like an Atronach to summon for it, whatever. And <laughs> what you could do is you could walk into the Frost Crag Spire, into the player home, stand in a certain spot, and then close your game and delete the DLC. <laughs> And then you would log back into the game and you would be falling in an abyss and you could walk forward. And if you kept <laughs> mashing the A button, there was a door to the dev room. What? Yeah. Oh. So so you would go no into shit. this dev room and it's like a little hovel with like six houses and has like every item in the game, like every sigil stone. It's, like, it's just like very interesting thing. It's just like you, you find it by buying DLC and deleting it while you're inside of it. It's just very funny. That's sick. Do you think they like knew about that? Uh, or was it just coincidence that you could make it to the dev room from I, the, the spire? It's probably them making the game being like, okay, we want to use the dev room. Because the dev room... Put the dev room so far away. Yeah. Right. Like the dev room is probably in the main game somewhere too. I don't know. But like they probably needed it for something in Frost Crag Spire. So they just put it in there and just didn't remove it because they didn't think anyone would like be able to get to it. It was just like randomly in the, the abyss underneath the game. Right. So <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so funny. Like every single Elder Scrolls game, including the MMO, like people just like found ways into the dev room, like without fail. They found ways into the, the MMO dev room. Holy uh, shit. No, no, not, 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 uh, not the MMO for Elder Scrolls, the MMO for Fallout. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really followed any like the Elder Scrolls online like stuff. So I don't really know if, if that's a thing that happened, but I'd like to look into it. That's all I got yeah. for Oblivion, though. I, f- I feel like I'm, you know, it's one of my favorite games. But, you know. I like in the opening for the game where it, like, it, the slowly zooms out or, yeah, zooms out on the title cards. You can make it, uh, it looks like it says Blivio <laughs> for a bit, and that's Blivio. pretty funny. Blivio. That's what I call, that's what I, li- that's, that's what I like to call, that's what I like to call Oblivion. Blivio. Elder Scrolls Blivio. Yeah. Elder Scrolls Ivy. Ivy, yeah. Get that Ivy drip, you know, because I'm a I'm a hardcore gamer. Yeah. I like to I like to traverse open worlds. I put Tonight Todd Howard to na- straight. In my oh, veins. oh my god! Wait, it's, no, you've seen those. You you've seen those like uh, Oblivion NPCs in real life videos, right? Yeah, you must. Yeah, have. no, yeah. they're super good. Those are so, that guy is so like he gets it perfectly, yeah. and it's so funny. The uh oblivion is like janky as fuck but like i the they the npcs are so like charming that, that game in a bat and like that a game good had, like it has like audio flubs in like dialogue that they just didn't catch yeah because like because they just have bethesda employees as voice actors yeah there's like there's like one voice actor that voices like half the cast it's like insane halt you violated the law pay the court a fine or serve your sentence your stolen goods are now forfeit. Yes. Just <laughs> that game is so funny to me. I, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, we got a game, another game, right? Coming up. It's time. Yeah. It's time to talk about, it's time to talk about a game that I really love so much. In fact, it kind of came up last week. 
when we were talking about Metroid Other M, but uh, la- um, 1994, last, uh, uh, I believe it was March, I believe it was March uh, like 20th or the 22nd, Super Metroid was first released. Um, Super Metroid is uh, the greatest game ever made. It uh, is almost single-handedly responsible for one of the most popular genres of all time. Almost. Uh, That's right, science fiction. Yeah, science fiction. Um, It is probably one of the uh, best-looking, sounding games on the Super Nintendo. The atmosphere of Super Metroid is, like, so unbelievably unmatched by so many games that try to replicate it. It's insane. The, the the shit that they were able to get away with on that on that game is ridiculous. I could talk about fucking Super Metroid forever. You sure. have. I and I have and I will continue to until the fucking heat death of the universe because uh I I love it so much. It's one of it's one of the first games I can remember playing. Um like uh, uh, like very early memories. I remember uh, I remember the spore spawn fight. That's pretty early on in the game. Uh, ironically, when I when I play the game now, I don't even fucking fight the spore spawn because you can skip them. But uh, the I just have a lot. I have a lot of good memories associated with that game. I've beaten it countless times. Uh, you beat it every Christmas, right? I beat. I, yeah, I stream it every Christmas. I I used to just play it every Christmas. Like one year, I was like. You know, people have, people have, like, Christmas traditions. I don't really have one of those. I want to do one. What should I do? You know, I play Super Metroid a lot anyway. I might... Maybe I can maybe I can do it every year on Christmas. <laughs> and I think ever since, like, 2014 oh, wow. I've been doing yeah. I've been doing it. Maybe 2015. I'm it's, not sure exactly, but... It's actually... Say 2014. Makes the 10-year anniversary come quicker. It's actually really funny because, like, tech's, like, tech will, like, be streaming Super Metroid on Christmas. I stopped by. I've stopped by for the last two years or so just to, like, watch a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I've only streamed yeah, it I twice. Yeah, I try to stop um, And it's it's really funny because, like, I, I know tech's, like, living situation, and he has his entire family over for Christmas generally. And so he'll be upstairs yeah. in his room streaming Super Metroid, and his entire family will be downstairs on the TV watching his stream, watching him play Super Metroid, and commenting in the chat. It's very wholesome. Sometimes yeah. I can heat. Sometimes I can hear myself <laughs> on the TV downstairs. I'm like, oh god, I it it's it's it, it just like it, it it freaks me out to <laughs> to like hear hear myself on that much of a delay. Um, yeah. So so Super Metroid uh, that that's why I can't stay mad at Yoshio Sakamoto because he he directed that game. Do you that was uh. Do you save the animals? What? Of course I say, yeah, yeah. What if I gave you a donation incentive to kill the animals? Uh, I guess I wouldn't. I guess I'd kill them. Although, it, is it killing them if it's negligence and you just... It, it, is, it, is, it, is it killing them to not is save them, the, I should is this say? The trolley pro- is this the trolley problem? It, trolley problem? Yeah, I mean... Uh, actually, it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. I, I played uh, Super Metroid, like, last year or so for the first time. It was, like, my first, like... Metroid game. It's actually the only Metroid. Now, I played like a little bit of what's the game where like you're blue and you don't have your armor and you're like infested Fusion. by Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion. Fusion. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I played a little bit of that one, Fusion's but I didn't great finish too. it. It was like definitely Fusion. not as good as Super. Uh, 
It's a lot more linear. Yeah, but it has spooky. Nice. It has spooky uh, evil Metroid in it. Yeah, e- evil Samus. It, it, it's yeah. I I'd say it's slightly scarier. I think I don't think Super Metroid's a scary game, but I think it's a. I think it's got a mood to it. I'm a, yeah. I'm still working on Castlevania before I can get to the Super Metroid game. You know, the Super Metroid game was first. Uh, yeah, but Castlevania was before Super Metroid. Uh, oh, touche, yeah. Because I play Castlevania, then Metroid. I don't know why yeah. you insist on playing them like that, but... <laughs> Anyway, I just saw my Tabby is everything wrong with the with games. I just I just need to I just need to like mention that like during the part where the little animals like teach you how to like wall dash, like wall jump, I was so fucking lost cuz like I saw what they were doing and I'm like, "Okay, I'll do that." And I tried to do it and I couldn't do it cuz the timing was like really like tight for me. Wall jumping is really finicky and super um it uh, one something I will say about Super Metro is that the controls are definitely something you kind of have to grapple with. I, I think that like if there was one negative thing about Super Metro, it would be like how the wall jumps feel. I would recommend. Um, I used to be kind of a truther about this, but I've sort of come around ever since I played this ROM hack of Super Metroid recently called Hyper Metroid. Uh, the hack itself, uh, it's okay, but uh, but it. It has it uses this thing called Project Base, which More like is Project a Project uh, Based. Yeah, really though, because uh, it's it's a physics hack for Super Metroid. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make Samus any less floaty, but what it does is it makes it it, it gives her like a couple extra moves uh, alongside. It lets you. Uh, no, whenever you're wall jumping in Super Metroid, did you ever have a problem where like you were trying to wall jump and then suddenly you you stand straight up and then you're fucked? Yes, yes, literally that all the time, yeah. right? If you in Project Base, if you press a jump button again, Samus goes back into a circle. Okay, and immediately it's like, well, God damn it, this is way better. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it makes wall jumping so much easier. Well, the thing is, like with wall uh, jumping, it, it, it's like it's a, it's like. You don't really even use it that much. Is the thing like you never you never need to use it, which is something I kind of like about Super. Um, I remember reading. I'm not going to be able to put this in the liner notes because I don't. Uh, I I can't find this anymore. But uh, I remember reading an interview, uh, of of Super Metroid or about like Super Metroid one some something of the sort and uh. They the developers apparently didn't decide Samus's physics until like way near the end of development, <laughs> and because of, and because of that, uh, the room the room layouts aren't exactly designed for her. That's like her like that's like a really weird. You'd think that would be like for a platformer. You'd think that would be like one of the first things that you you kind of settle on and then yeah. you move forward. I guess they they had problems tweak like tweaking it or just assumed it would be fine because Samus Samus is very floaty in that game, uh, and they were just like ah it'll be fine. I mean she can pretty much reach anything as if she's got the high jump and then they get the space jump. You know uh, we don't need to worry about it too much. Uh, this of course led to uh, the wall jump being horrendously overpowered if you know how to use it because because you can just wall jump on one wall like it's Mega Man X. 
if if you can keep the rhythm down, which means that you can expo- you can sequence break to a ridiculous degree. Super Metroid is very well known for being one of the most like I don't want to actually I don't know if I want to say one of the most open ended games ever, but like of its kind, at least at the time, it's incredibly it's an incredibly open game. Uh, so much that people have been able to beat the bosses backwards. Oh, that's yeah. like Ridley first and Kraid last, <laughs> and it's insane the shit you have to do. That's super cool. Oh, were you trying to say something, Tabby? Yeah, we have breaking news. Breaking. As of six minutes ago, in the middle of Super Metroid. In the middle of Super Metroid. Yeah. So, you remember that Cooking Mama game? Yeah, the one for the oh, Switch, I saw the this. fake, the fake crypto miner. This is not the. God damn it! I was talking about Super Metroid. You just were talking about Cooking Mama. Yeah, Cooking Mama Cookstar is now releasing on the PS4. Okay. Man, that game doesn't even actually mine Bitcoin. Who cares? But they don't have the rights to publish it. Oh, so it's like um, it's like the Sinking City. Yes. Well, shit. That's really funny. Anyway, about Super Metroid. That's the news, is that they don't have the rights to publish it, and it's now out on the PlayStation Store. Uh, that game has been so and continues to be. I actually watched a... Um, I, I watched a uh, Scott the Waz video about that game recently. It's just like, it, it is and continues to be a disappointment. Yes. <laughs> even, even when funny things happen, it's just like, uh, I don't really care. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah. Well, shit. Uh, man, we weren't able to mention our boy this this episode, huh? Yeah. Um, I think I remember seeing somebody said something. Somebody said we had an in for it, but I just don't remember. Yeah. 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 I don't. You, tech, you did two days ago. When? Where did I say it? Uh, it was in regards to the PlayStation Three stores closing down. Uh, David Jaffe. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. We missed the, we missed the opportunity. Forget, yeah. forget it. Made, For, forget we said yeah, anything. He was just making head ass tweets. There's no point in going into it. Yeah, he was just being like, it's 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 not preservation or, or like it's not against preservation to to take down the PlayStation Store or whatever. It's like, man, whatever, Mister Jaffe. He's also just quote tweeting PSP. somebody with like 1,300 followers. <laughs> well, that's based. It gets eyes on their tweets, but you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's are we are we done? <laughs> I think we're done. Yeah, I think we're done. Uh, that, that's kind of all I had to say about Super Metroid. Yeah. Just uh, you know, it's cool. I mean, it isn't, but you know, it is. Super Metroid. Uh, great game. Play this game. Yeah. Did you play this? I'll, I'll probably never make a video on Super Metroid. So doing yes, you just have to deal with doing the live an, doing a tectonic improv. Did you play this on Super Metroid? Would be the most like self filating shit ever because <laughs> it's like of course like everyone's I, I, played that game. I haven't. You know, I've I, I I have humored the idea of doing a commentary video for Super Metroid, but it's like fuck no, I can't. There's there's so much, much to commentate. Yeah, there's a lot of game in there. It, yeah, I, I've been kind of yeah, but um. I don't. I don't know if I'd ever do a, a video on, a proper on Super Metroid because fucking Super Metroid. Everyone's already said their piece. Yeah. But all right, play it. Uh, if you've never played Super Metroid, fucking play it. Uh, hasn't aged a day. It's one of the best Super Nintendo games, at least, if not the best game ever made. Um, it's made by Intelligent Systems, which is something I only found out about a few years ago. Intelligent Systems, people make Paper Mario, Fire Emblem. 
uh, they made Super Metroid. But, but uh, tech. Rest in peace, Gunpei Okoye. Uh, long live Deer Force. I'm, a, I'm done talking about Super Metroid. I'm a PS5 owner. Why would I want to play old games? True. You're right, Jim. All right, play us out, Tech. What? What? Uh, thank you all for listening to Journalism Not Guaranteed. I have work in... Well, actually, it's seven hours. I can't even really... I can't even really be like, Oh my god, I'm not going to get any sleep. It's, you know, it's yeah. not that bad. That's but, uh, well, it's because we were started recording on time. Yeah, this that's time. that's gonna that's yeah. gonna be me next week when I have to record at the later time because you're going back to your regular schedule. I get like yeah, sorry, I get about like that. five hours of sleep on Thursday for the stupid fucking podcast. Hey, same. <laughs> in, in in the meantime, thank you all for watching. Hopefully, that guy lets me use return uh, uh, return uh, link to the past. What the fuck was it called? Return again? of the Mac, link to the oh, past back. cover. A grew to the past, yeah, the, the, the return of the Mac Perry. Yeah. God, please, God. Honestly, let me use it. Uh, Alright, goodbye. I really like Bye. Return of the Mac.